Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott! I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. Live on all the Internet's webs and tubes, it's Mike Check Radio with Adam Ebert. Live on any Mucle Radio, streaming worldwide, and whoa, what, 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 and podcasting who the fuck knows where. This is Mike Check Radio with Adam Ebert for Saturday... December 30th, 2017, New Year's Eve Eve. 2016 was a punch to the face. 2017 was a punch to the gut. Let's just hope 2018 isn't a punch somewhere lower. <laughs> anyway, join me as always on the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida. The rogue DM herself, Michelle Legon. That's me. I'm hanging on by my toes, hoping that this year ends without something exploding. <laughs> yes. I think, uh, let me see. Uh, I think uh, our, our good friend, uh, uh, Tom Servo, has, uh, has some thoughts about this uh, year. Uh, in- <laughs> 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 uh, Yes. <laughs> oh, anyway, also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, uh, the GM Galaxy Master, Mike Trek Radio, and Indie Weekly, Miles Lagan. Yes, and I've tied a rope around Hope herself, and I'm not letting her go. I'm just making that knot. I'll make it a slip knot, too, so the more she struggles, the tighter it gets. Excellent decision. All right, and finally, uh, sitting in for John Kendall, who is out. I, I I didn't think he was back from Drummond, but I guess he is. But sick. So sitting in for the King of Montana, Kenny Pick, brave enough to to uh, <laughs> deal with this crap show <laughs> for three hours. Yes, and, and uh, I think uh, Charlie Day has something to say uh, to twenty seventeen. Uh, here we go. Uh, there we go. Yes. That's Gene Wilder too. Stop! Don't come back. Yeah. That that is that is my exact response to all the pissed off fanboys who won't shut the fuck up about the Last Jedi. Stop! Don't come yeah. back. Screw them. Yeah, they can they can they take they can take their frustration out on uh, Justice League. So you know, <laughs> let, let them go to yeah. I don't care. Go complain about Star Trek or so, whatever. Bye. <laughs> Well, there's plenty to complain about with Star Trek, that last shit show of a movie they had. I didn't. Ha- I haven't seen it yet. Still want to, but I haven't seen it yet. I heard they kind of criminally underused Idris Elba. That's about all I. You know. Just, it, 
it just it just didn't make it just was bad uh, <laughs> i just anyway it's just bad. like star trek 5 bad isn't that the one uh, with the whales is that the search god, for god? Search for god, god? yeah was it as bad as that um i don't remember that one enough uh, really? Because I I've never I seen I... it. I just heard it's the worst one. It's uh, it 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 had its its charms, but uh, I I think it I guess what it had going for it was the original cast. Okay. So. Yeah, it was into darkness. No, what was it? It was into dark. No, no. Beyond. Beyond. Into darkness is the one that criminally wasted Benedict Cumberbatch. What? Yes. Love Benedict Cumberbatch. I do too. They underuse him. Pay attention, Miles. I thought he did a great job in the show. I don't I'm know not, what, what more did you want. I'm not saying he did a bad job. I am saying they didn't use him enough. You, you wanted more, huh? <laughs> okay. All right. Calm down, boys. Don't start early. I'm just asking questions. Right, Michelle? Any- <laughs> Anywho. Hi, I'm just here. <laughs> well, real quick, let's get this done. I'll mediate tonight. It is, it has the day 417 of the Trump crisis. 417 days, 18 hours, 6 minutes, 25 seconds since Schittler somehow was decided to be worthy of being in the White House. <sighs> yep. So <laughs> Anyway, uh so All yeah. Considered, I think it's going pretty well. <laughs> Don't start thinking like that, Miles. Oh, it could get worse. And Don't I'll, you know. lower your expectations. <laughs> well, sir, okay. Not an expectation, but when you look at uh, what happened with, uh, well, Reagan, the biggest military conflict he had, I mean, Grenada was a big victory after, of course, um, all those Marines we lost in Beirut. What a crap show that was. Anyway, mm. so basically you can, can you can say Republican presidents had these two things in common, crappy economy, mm. and we go to war. So far... Neither of those things have happened with Trump. The economy's held thanks to the Obama uh, budget from uh, t- 2017 that yes. ended, you know, what, three months ago? So, you know, we're still riding that wave, but uh, right now, buckle in, kiddies. Yep. Uh, anywho, uh, well, you know, speaking of, we might as well talk about the, about the greatest American zero, folks, because uh, he gave a Shit, crazy interview, but no puppet. No puppet. It's pretty clear. You're the puppet. It's pretty clear you won't admit. No, you're the puppet. I'm gonna bomb the shit out of him. Hey, when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab him by the pussy. I moved in her like a bitch. No politician in history has been treated worse or more unfairly. I don't know what I said. I don't remember. He's going like. I'm really not a bad person, by the way. I do get good ratings, you have to admit that. I'm not anything I'm right. I'm just telling you, you know, you're dishonest people. Nuclear Holocaust would be like no other. 
Russia is fake news. Russia, this is fake news put out by the media. I said she doesn't have the stamina. Hong Kong goes the truck. Hong Kong goes the truck. Hong Kong goes the truck. <laughs> Where's the end of that? Oh. Okay. All right. Hong Kong goes the truck. <laughs> Okay, so I don't know if you guys read that article in the New York Times where he did the 30-minute interview. I did. But, um... I didn't read the whole thing. I read the the batshit crazy highlights. Yeah. (laughs) Is this the one where they're talking about... is, Is this the one where they're talking about the signs of dementia becoming more obvious? I think so. Uh, I mean, I've heard some people say that, but you know, it just came out this week. So, first of all, and I just want to—I just want to give some spoiler alerts for Michelle, since you didn't read it. It's batshit and crazy. Oh, really? I would never. Have yeah, guessed. you're shocked, aren't you? What a what a twist! <laughs> oh yes, what a twist! What a twist! <laughs> a twist! <laughs> a twist! <laughs> okay, so. Uh, first and foremost, this was uh, pretty disturbing. We're in, hold on, I, I gotta... Uh... So, the interview was by someone with the last name of Schmidt. Rhymes with shit. Yes, okay, that's me. And, and uh, this, this is an excellent case of when you should use fucking follow-up questions, you ignorant... I'm not gonna do that. Yet. So Schmidt. <laughs> so Schmidt says, "You can contr- you control the Justice Department. Should they reopen that email investigation?" Trump. What I've done is I have the absolute right to do what I want to do with the Justice Department. No. No, you don't. <sighs> I I mean this guy thinks he's an honest to God dictator. He puts the dick in dictator. <laughs> he puts the tater in dictator because he's got that's what his brain. The IQ, is. I think he's got the IQ of potato. How, how long yeah. before we hear Trump actually say, "Well, when a president does it, that means it's not illegal." He just did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. that's basically that's oh, basically. Really? I mean, that's basically well, a less eloquent version. Exact, you know, yeah. different wording. Yes. You know. Uh, but I mean, he he keeps saying there's no collusion, there's no and like ten times. I mean, this this was this was very. What I don't understand is how people can read this and not be terrified that this man has the nuclear football. Virtually every Democrat has said there is no collusion. There is no collusion, and even in these committees that have been set up, if you look at what's going on, and in fact, what it's done, what's done is it's really angered the base and made it stronger. You almost said anger the beast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they are kind of beastly. My no, base is stronger I, than it's ever been. No, it hasn't. Uh, no. I, I hear what you're saying about the nuclear football, and I've read somewhere about a general that talked about presidents having that kind of power and being able to use it. And the gist that I got from it was the generals will not follow an illegal order 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but we don't know what they consider to be an illegal order. If he says there nuke, are standards, but go ahead. If he says nuke Korea and they they have you know they have a giant you know they want to get their war gasm on, I don't think they're going to have a problem with him dro- dropping a few nukes on North Korea. I think some generals will be a little concerned about their place in history. I have to disagree with you on that. You have entirely too much faith in these people. There are some that I think would go nut crazy. There are some that I think, you know, they are like, no way am I going to be involved in this shit. Just. Oh, I know there's nut, nutbag generals. Don't get me wrong. I would just think that, you know, the guy that's got the finger, you know, on the button when Trump tells him to push it, that's the guy that matters. No, I, you know, I mean, I believe me, I, 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 I hope you're right. I really do, because uh, this man's going to get some Americans killed. Like I said, I got hope tied around the neck for the rope. That's she good. Going. I like she that. Ain't, she let's, ain't going nowhere. Let, yeah. Let's go in that direction. <laughs> Pick up, uh, smell what he's stepping in, Adam. Smell what yeah. he's stepping in. <laughs> it's, hard to, it's hard to do that when we have this lunatic... And an eternal and an eternal pessimist hosting the show. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I, I'm, I mean, I'm just kidding you. I know, I know, but uh, in the same interview, he says, "I've always found Paul Manafort to be a very nice man. I found him to be an honorable person. Paul only only worked for me for a few months. Yes, when you got the fucking nomination." <laughs> Yeah, Paul Manafort. Hey, hey, Mr. Trump, why didn't you give him a salary? Why didn't you pay him for the work he did for you? That's a follow-up yeah. question I'd like answered. That's what I'm saying. I am distur- yeah. I'm noticing a, a very uh, uh, disturbing lack of follow-up <clears throat> questions in this article. For example, when he talks about the dossier. Uh, well... Three and a half months. So that's a that's. I, I think that Bob Mueller will be fair, and everyone thinks that there was no collusion. I saw Diane Feinstein the other day on, t- on t- television saying there was no collusion. No, she didn't. She's the head of the committee. The Republicans, in terms of House committees, they come out. They're so angry because there's no collusion. So I think that's actually <laughs> no collusion. Uh, oh, uh, it's turning to the Democrats because there was collusion on behalf of Democrats. There was collusion with the Russians and the Democrats. A lot of collusion. Schmidt. Dossier, mm-hmm. starting with the dossier, but going into so many other elements. And Podesta's firm, Schmidt, that's true. No, it's not! Mm. Well, you know, I, I hear your, your complaints about this Schmidt guy, and it doesn't sound to me like he's the um, kind of journalist that Trump would let, I mean, talk to him. I mean, if there's a journalist out there that has... These follow-up questions, as you are desiring, Trump wouldn't talk to that type of journalist. Doesn't sound yeah, to me I think like... it's kind of a he was. It's a kind of a, like a wind him up and let him go interview. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, you know, complaining about Schmidt. You're like, all right, whatever. At least he threw. I mean, I want, I want Trump to be interviewed. I want him out there because, in his natural state, he can't help but fuck up. 
Well, yeah. He's, his mouth is just going to drill on, and he's going to say stupid, batshit, crazy things, even if he's got a Hannity or somebody holding his hand and trying to guide him. This guy's going to go off the rails. <laughs> oh, going to, going to. Every, on, on the interviews, yes. Uh, anyway, on the subject of uh, the Alabama Senate, I feel I have to endorse the Republican endorse Republicans as the head of the party. I'm sorry, I'm turning him into Ted Baxter. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> the Hall of Justice. <laughs> People don't say that. They say, "Oh, Donald Trump lost. I didn't lose. I brought him up." Well, he, yeah, you did lose. You endorsed a fucking pedophile. That's pretty loser-like. I mean, I'm sorry. He uh, anyway. Uh, he he well, says that Luther, the guy that lost to the pedophile, then yeah, he endorsed the yeah. Uh, I said, look, I'm for Luther Strange because I like him, but I'm also for Luther Strange because he's going to win the election. There wouldn't have been an election; he would have won by 25 points, and yet he couldn't win a primary. Wah wah. You know, and and then he proceeds to blame Democrats for the shit show that was the bill. Uh, If I did, if I did, uh, yeah, if I did the bipartisan, I would have done something with salt. With that being said, you look at Ron, you look back. Ronald Reagan wanted to take Doug Billy away from the states. Ronald Reagan some years ago and he couldn't do it because New York had a very good... So he's basically saying it's your fault. It's your fault I'm stabbing you! It's your fault I punched you and broke a rib! I don't want to hurt you! Yeah, well, leave okay. Rand Paul out of this. But you see, you're saying if the Democrats had just, first of all, the Democrats were completely locked out of the process. The idea that there was ever going to be bipartisanship on this bill is batshittery at its finest. Yeah, no, no, no. That this is what this is with um, him trying to throw stuff towards the Democrats. It's when things go south, he has he wants to give himself that out. Right. He, he wants plausible deniability. I didn't screw up. Yes. The Democrats did. And that's why yes. I think it's smart that the Democrats didn't, you know, yes, they should have been part of the process. And I, I still say, you know, I still understand how they can waive the pay-go rules after the fucking bill is passed. And I would love to see a Democrat, you know, find wherever their balls are and go to court over that. Uh, you know, uh, but at the, the same rule, time, the pay go, the pay go rule, is it a rule in the Senate and the house or is it actual, a law that was passed and signed by a president in the past? As far as I know, the pay go rules are in the house that say, whenever you spend, okay. you have to, it, that bill has to be paid for. And they passed okay. this, they passed the text bill and then they passed the waiver, the pay go rules. They, so they, they can. They can get rid of the filibuster on simple vote, majority vote, too. So, you know, well, you know, and I'm going to have so much fun if we win the Senate next year because I'm looking forward, Kenny, to, to Democrats saying, you know, we really want to consider that Supreme Court nomination, Donald, but, uh, you know, we just can't find time in the schedule. Flip, 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 flip. How does uh, two weeks from never sound? Sounds good to you me. Think- <laughs> 
<laughs> you think the Repu- you think I mean the the Democrats should have been screaming at the top of their lungs the way the uh, Republicans stole that seat. They I didn't hear it. I mean that's why that's why I now. but but yeah. when I but when I said yeah. I have a plan for fixing it, you called me crazy. Now hold on, hold on. When I did. Yes, you said we can't mess with the court. We can't stack the court. No, 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 no. What you're talking about? No, that's not. I'm not talking about what you just said. What you said previously had to do with uh, in, uh, going after G- uh, Gorsuch. Uh, no, we're, we're talking about future appointments. Uh-huh. The, um, the when we hold back a seat the way the Republicans did, because the Republicans did it when uh, Scalia died in what February, January, something like that. So it was a long yeah, was time. So it was so when we start doing it as soon as we win back the Senate in twenty uh, nineteen, yeah, then it's wow. But they are going to be they the you will watch what, what the Republicans will do the perfect example of what the Democrats should have done. They will be all over the news, going to every uh, media outlet imaginable that will interview them, and they will, you know, and they will be screaming at the top of the lungs, applying serious, serious pressure. And will the de- Democrats cave? That's that's my as opinion. usual. I'm pretty sure they will because they, like I said, they've uh, they've lost their uh, they've lost uh, they've lost their balls. Uh, you lost your balls. Um. Can I say something? Sure. Here, Michelle. There were a lot of Democrats complaining about it. They just weren't getting the coverage. Um, there's been proof that they've been sending out press releases on, you know, for the longest time, and the news, the news is just not picking them up because it's not interesting. It's well, here's the thing: is want. that considering and it's because the because it's corporate, oh. so. Yeah. No. No. I get what you're saying. Considering that this was a gross breach of protocol, and I would go so far as to say as it's unconstitutional. Uh, there needs to be some sort of price to pay for, on the part of the Republicans. And yes, it's up to the Democrats to to enforce that penalty. Will they do it? I hope so. But the fact of the matter is, like I said, they've lost their balls. They don't want to hurt people. Well, unfortunately, sometimes if you want the mule to move, you got to whip it. Well, we'll see what happens. I, and I, 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 the way the corporate, the the money, the way the money has control of our legislature. I just that's the problem. And our right? news media, that, and the media that, as well. The media, well, yeah, the media, uh, yes, the media is the message, but they are part of the money problem. And yeah, the Democrats but, can't get the message out if the media doesn't want that message out there. If they don't think it's going to bring them ratings. Welcome to this the Senate. Really, you know. I, I was just going to say, we also have uh, an obligation to get the message out that we have uh, a phone number you can call. <laughs> Probably not in this segment, but I'm running the call tonight, so you could call 330-536-1466 anytime tonight, except probably not right before the break. Maybe yeah. right after the break. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, so we'll have we'll be talking about later on during our talk the Doctor Who Christmas special with a j- resident Doctor Who expert ex- export expert Joe Santorsa. Spoiler alert: I liked it. And other resident I did Doctor well. Who expert the Seuss. Yes, I, for, I yes I did, and and uh, we'll figure something else out. And. Uh, so that should be fun, uh, you know, to, to wrap up the year. Also, tonight at Midnight Sun, we'll be doing the best of 2017 in terms of anime, movies, 
uh, video games. So you'll probably be hearing some of the Wonder Woman soundtrack, Persona 5 soundtrack. You know, I'm still planning. And then tomorrow night, I'm taking over the airways for New Year's Eve because it's New Year's Eve, goddammit. So after after Southern Progress Revival, I will be DJing. So if you have requests, get them. I will be DJing until either I fall asleep or everyone in the United States of America has ha- has experienced the, the start of the new year. Or there Kenny or Kenny says, "Get this guy off my airwaves." Whichever <laughs> comes first. That could happen, but I'll probably be pretty preoccupied on Christmas on New Year's Eve. Yes, uh, you'll be you'll be hanging with uh, Kill the Hippies. Yes, and there's also an open bar at this uh, big event. Don't don't kill kip- hippies, Kenny. <laughs> no, no, no. The name was always meant to be sarcastic. I know. You know, it's it's like yeah, kill them because they're the problem. I know. I was just kind of imitating uh, Mr. Rumble yeah. for him being started whenever we get something horribly wrong. And say, don't do this stupid thing that. Sounds ridiculous, Mrs. Slocum. Yeah. <laughs> so. There you go. Anyway, so we'll come back and we'll talk more about uh, the Greatest American Zero, uh, because I, I I have concerns that Democrats are about to fall into uh, what our our dear friend Admiral Akbar would say is a trap. It's a trap. The dearly departed Admiral Akbar, R.I.P. So we're not yep. going to follow the hope lead? Sure. We'll follow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You. <laughs> we're just going to... Just going to... You sound like you're being... You're expe- you sound like you're being held hostage! Uh, I... Uh, <laughs> kind of feel like it, too. <laughs> I kid. So, that diminishes the experience of hostages. Are you uh, uh, this uh, New Year's? Are you going to be playing? It's Christmas at Grand Zero. Why would I play Christmas music on New Year's Eve, Miles? Because it's relevant. <laughs> Just saying. You know the Weird Al song. Yes, I know the Weird Al song. I'm saying, why would I play I something? For... All right, never mind. Proceed. Uh, never mind. It is timely, quantifiable, and oratund. Do you know what that means? No. I'm sorry, I'm ready to shove Christmas back in the closet, lock the door, and swallow the key. Alright. I didn't have a good Christmas. Well, anyway. you know, turn the, turn, the, turn the music down every time he's about to say Christmas and you insert with your own voice, New Year's! <laughs> I think I can work with that. <laughs> anyway, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. I won't argue that it was a no-holds-barred, adrenaline-fueled thrill ride, but there's no way you could perpetrate that amount of carnage and mayhem and not incur a considerable amount of paperwork. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
And rig them all to Swiss cap, bungee full and all the way to real estate in China. Silicone rat bait like I want a train wreck. Tantamount a pyramid, maybe you're a climber. 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 I'll be useful as a buggy whip. I'm good as any buggy whip. I'm useful as a buggy whip, and you, you, you are too.
Hi, this is Tim Coramal from The Tim Coramal Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Sunday, 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 come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new 2016 episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. Stay with me and experience the glory of Plaid Sundays, two gigantic hours of grunge running from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern, here on Indie Media Weekly. Whether it's the distorted guitars or the emotive lyricism, few can deny the lasting influence of a genre that dressed down a generation. So turn it on and get inspired. It works for me, and I know that I'm not the only one. Plaid Sundays, only on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Ciao. Light out everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. The ideal teacher, a man of grit and character whom none have the heart to kill. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. That's actually technically not true, because these three would probably do it in a heartbeat. Mr. Kenny Pitt clutching a candlestick behind his back. Uh, yeah, I'm more of a lead pipe kind of guy, but okay. maybe. Maybe I'd fight Miles for it. <laughs> <laughs> and us out of Clevesburg, Ohio. Where it has, uh, has it hit absolute zero yet? Nah, it's, uh, it's probably in the low teens right now it's uh it's not too terrible it's it's not much better here it's like in the 30s <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh you're not that familiar with the low teens are you i'm from chicago yeah yeah you keep saying that but you would if you wouldn't say it's not much it's not much better here it's in the 30s i was choking oh, it's, it's it's hovering around freezing. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's 46. It's still pretty damn cold for for 46? here. 46. <laughs> I think it Kinda got down into the, the 30s. I think it got well, down to the like 60s rough. here. 
You developed Republican math skills all of a sudden. What's going on here? No, I looked. I looked up the Weather Channel. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't develop. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's cold. So. Colder than, colder than, you know, it's cold last night. I'll tell you that. We were out at Dothan again. Anyway, also joining us out of uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida, uh, Miles and Michelle, this is for you. It's Miles and Michelle from Port St. Lucie. One likes Star Wars, the other one likes Dungeons and Dragons. Miles and Michelle. Michelle and Miles I'm never sure whose name I should say first Alright, anyway welcome, welcome back uh, John Kendall, King of Montana, of course is out sick Get well soon uh, But thank you, Kenny, for thank you for staying for joining us for all three hours, and thank you, Miles and Michelle for helping me in this really horrible year Hey, we're glad to be here so Christmas was was kind of tough. Yeah. I went I, I went downstairs to the to lawn garden section to pick out a present a Christmas present for Wizzy before I realized he wasn't here anymore. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah, I was missing my little one of my little kitties too. So. so. Oh, I I got some breaking news from the New York Times. Nepal has banned oh, yeah. solo climbers from Mount Everest. Sorry, Han. Everest shot first. Oh no! I but Greedo climbers, Greedo climbers, okay. Greedo climbers, okay. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I think uh, Kylo Ren could take it. Maybe. You know. Anyway, anyway, I, I have concerns uh, that. The Democrats are about to walk right onto a rake and jump up and down. Mm. Because now that he's got his tax scam, hashtag GOP tax scam passed, uh, he wants to turn his attention to infrastructure, which means chances are this is going to turn to crap, like everything he touches. He's like he's like a, rever- a reverse Midas. Yeah. Um... Everything turns orange and jaundicey. <laughs> yes. Mm. And and I know I know your your eye is twitching, Miles. I can hear it. Okay. But I here's my concern. Is that this guy doing anything to normalize this president, this man man, air quotes. Monster monster is a threat to this democracy no matter how no matter how innocuous it might seem oh it's just an it's just an infrastructure bill how much harm can that be well first of all why why should we work with him on anything after he shut us out of the tax bill democrat democrats didn't refuse to come to the table they were told there is no place for you at this table go away mm-hmm. okay well, if the Democrats don't have a have any ball to play, then they don't play. That's fine and dandy. But when it comes to the voters looking at their representatives, and that representative does not vote. And when a uh, I sent you this on Facebook, when we're talking about a person that's out of work and they want a job, 
And this representative goes, nope, sorry, Trump's in office. I'm going to be the obstructionist, just like the Republicans were. And, I, want, and I'm not talking about helping Trump. I'm talking about not turning on your constituents. I'm talking about showing the voters that we are not the same as them. Now, By helping the them? We are the same as them? Right. If you want to show the voters that we are the same as them, I understand. Look, I, I feel your pain. I I'd love to see the, you know, see stuff get dished out and, you know, pain get called, you know, dished back and all that stuff. I do. I understand. But I'm just pointing out that if you t piss off the voters, when it comes time for those voters to show up at the at the polls, and all of a sudden you're like, well, you need to come vote us in because we didn't stand up for you. We didn't bring you the money. We didn't. When that infrastructure bill, let's just say the Republicans have what it takes to pass it without Democratic help. Not saying it'll happen, but just let's say that 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 that, that possibility, right? Okay, so if it passes and your district gets screwed you know you don't get the money and you could have by fighting for it and you and you expect your people to come out and show up to vote when you didn't bother to fight for them when this when your tax dollars are on the line being doled out okay look i i hear what you're saying you know i want trump to pay i want the republicans to pay i do but we're t i'm talking about the midterms i'm not talking about Trump's place in history and like, oh, look, the economy didn't crash for a whole another six months because of this infra infrastructure bill. Oh, whatever. Uh, that's just my take on it. But here's the thing is that if we if there's no bill, the money still gets allocated. Any there's no there is nothing he can offer us that we won't get a better deal on next January. Kenny, I'm, tr I'm trying to be logical here. He has nothing to offer us that we won't get down the line. And we're helping them win the midterms if we come to the table on this because we're legitimizing him. Uh, you, you know, I, I, this is this is the minutia that I just, you know, I, I kind of space out on. You know, I, I get where you guys are coming from, but this is this is never the stuff that I'm I'm good at talking about so i'm just I'm gonna sorry. be honest i'm sorry to put you no, on the spot okay. like that i no, mean no, like, it's all you right know. it's you know uh, i'm here for you but you know uh, there's you know you know and besides we already Things know what the, well yeah we already know what their game plan is which is going to be to use use the the bill to shovel money towards republican vulnerable districts to shore up support for republicans there they said it out loud on tv i have the audio okay there you go uh, Look, if, if you're right and they're going to exclude the Democrats from the process anyway, then then my point is moot. Well, anyway, here is a conservative talk show host, uh, John Phillips. This is the game plan, which is use this to help vulnerable Republicans and, and punish blue states. That's the game plan with this. And, and I, again, I want to stress that there is no deal we can get now that we can't get better terms on after we win. So there is no incentive to help them on this. Anyway, here's John Phillips. Uh, John, let's Thank start you. with you. This is uh, a campaign promise from the president. You, when I say this, I'm talking about uh, infrastructure. Uh, you talk to Trump supporters every day on the radio. Is this a priority for them? 
Absolutely. And I think it's wonderfully altruistic for him to start out wanting to get a bipartisan bill through. But he should have a plan B ready to go, because I think that that is likely to fall apart almost immediately. I suspect that Democrats will go into this being both greedy and difficult. They're going to be greedy because Trump's going to be left holding the price tag, so they're going to ask for the moon. And they're going to be difficult because once you've been part of the resistance, it's hard to go from saying the guy should be impeached to saying your bridges are are irresistible. So I suspect he's going to need more Republican votes than he thinks that he is. And I would do that by spending the money in red states. And when I spend money in blue states, I would make sure to target that money in districts where vulnerable Republicans are running for re-election. Wow, that would be incredibly... Uh um, you know, sort of blatantly political, not, you know, and, and yes, I get it that infrastructure, stuff like this, it's not supposed to be partisan. Lots of things aren't supposed to be partisan. The Supreme Court isn't supposed to be partisan. That changed when they stole the seat. It, it's a, it's a brave new world that, you know, and then, like I said, as long, until we are as cutthroat and savage at this game as they are, they're going to keep winning. So... Um, your point is that the Republicans are going to use this to benefit themselves. Yes! In order for that to happen, they're going to have to exclude Democrats from the process. If they think they can, if they think that they don't need Democrats, then yes, they will exclude Democrats okay. from the process. Then, they, I, then they will, you know, I they may, will... I, not, yes. I have a point to make. Uh, your concern about us helping them is moot, because they're already going to exclude us from the possibility of helping I don't know about that. Like I said, it depends. If they think they need Democrat vote, Democratic, uh, damn it, I, ju I just did it. Shit. Democratic votes, then they're going to come to us. And, we, and it, we need to stand firm and say, you know, you didn't need us for your tax scam bill. Why do you need us now? Go away. We'll talk to you in January 2019. So you're, you're now saying that they are going to negotiate with the Democrats. Not in good faith. I don't trust these people. I don't either. You know, and like I said, just, just what trying can to I... get clear what because before you were saying we shouldn't help them, and then we got to the point where like, well, we don't have a choice in the matter. They're going to do it. They're they're going to do this to benefit themselves only, and they're going to lock us out of the process. And now we're I back just... to we cannot normalize this man. We cannot make him a legitimate president and helping him on anything will do that yes i understand these these bridges need to be rebuilt they will be rebuilt the money is going to get distributed according to the old formula if there's no bill passed so let's make sure there's no bill passed because any if the if there is a new bill passed the blue state the blue states are going to suffer they don't care if people die no, I know that. I'm they more, I'm, you know, I'm well if a bridge in California collapses, they look at it and say, hey, fewer Democratic voters. This is great news. <clears throat> so they're going to rig the try and rig the process by saying, oh, you know, Democrats, you know, we're, we're going to be nice to you. It's like Lucy in the football, Michelle. This time, Charlie Brown, I will let you kick the football. Yep. You know, and I'm just worried the Democrats who generally listen to their better nature, who don't like to see suffering because we're not, you know, 
what's the word? Sociopaths. To our constituents. Yeah. Sociopaths. We're not sociopaths. Right. We don't like to see suffering. That we're gonna say, well, you know, yeah. let's help him out. We got. We will win these midterms if we just let him self destruct. Self destruct. Uh, I think we're gonna win them anyway. Now we're just talking points about you know, are we gonna be able to beat the crap out of uh, certain Republicans or not? Well, and, and I, I get what you're saying. I, 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 I'm just saying this. This sword is double edged, right? If so if you, if you, if you're up there and you're telling the the Democrats, we need to go out there and scream that we're not going to vote for this infrastructure bill. I'm not please. saying. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying because you know they're going to do it. Of when, course, when, they're going to do it when it when they come up when they bring it up. I'm just saying when they anyway. Bring it up, all right, you got it. Yes, I'm wrong. You're right. <laughs> Let's get to some good news, shall we? Ready. Please. <laughs> <laughs> David Clark. Normally, you wouldn't hear his name used in, in, in conjunction with the words good news, but... He's under investigation by the FBI. Who's this guy? Uh, the idiotic sheriff. Oh! Oh, Sheriff Clark. Yeah. Okay, America Sheriff. Yeah, the guy... What, the guy. intimidation of... Yeah. Do tell! So, uh, basically, the FBI has launched a, a uh, investigation into an incident that happened in July where a man recognized uh, David Clark on a plane, asked him, are you that David Clark? And he says, mm-hmm. yes, he got a problem with it, and he shook his head no and walked off, shaking his head. Clearly not a fan, but he didn't do anything. And apparently uh, David Clark decided he was going to get back at this man for daring to uh, uh, you know, use his First Amendment rights to tell this guy to fuck off. And uh, texted his his goons to uh, arrest him as soon as he got off the plane in, in Wisconsin. Yeah, I remember that. And oh. so the FBI, and in fact, here they they got they got the uh, they got the text. Yeah, they got the text. Oh, oh, nice, nice. They, they got the texts. They got oh. the texts. Uh, well, I'm he's trying not to just me. He's stupid too. <laughs> Criminally stupid. Uh, here's here's okay. So, uh, Sher- uh, Clark, are you working, Captain Wittek? Yes, I just spoke to Inspector Gailey- Bailey, and he informed me what was going on. Captain Wittek, we will meet you. Clark, ten four, just a field interview. No arrest unless he becomes an asshole with you guys. Like he has the right to tell them who what to arrest someone for and why. A uh, question from is why he said anything to me. Why didn't he just keep his mouth shut? Because this is America. You have the right the, to tell your 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 representatives go fuck yourself. Notice the victim blaming mm-hmm. he's engaging in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's victim blaming. Look what this guy did. What what about what he did? <laughs> what confirming your identity? Wow. Big flipping deal. You know, I mean, but it doesn't matter. Even if he's he, a public, he he's a public figure too, because abusing you know, he goes his on power. Fox News all the time. 
Yes. You know. Well, I would say that being so, an elected official. What? What's to invest? So the FBI is investigating him. Yes, they are investigating the incident. The for incident. civil rights violations. For. Uh, I don't. I don't know exactly, but they're basically. It looks like it's an abuse of power angle. Oh no doubt. Nice. This was a nice. search. Okay, th- this was a search warrant affidavit. Uh, f- to get the text messages that one of which was the one I just quoted. Oh, sh- fantastic! So, uh, yeah. Now, as, as much as I'd like to see this guy go down in flames, the goons, as you call them, you know, I know they're they're police. They're here to protect and serve and all that, and they they do a great job. Whatever, blah blah blah. But they have they've taken an oath to uphold the constitution just like every member of the military has and so when they get these i'll just bluntly say it illegal orders you know like hey i've got somebody i want you guys to you know violate his civil rights and arrest him for with no reason or whatever blah 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 i'd like to see stuff happen to these cops too and i want that message sent to these, to our fine men and women in blue out there, you cannot violate your oath to the Constitution without repercussions. Oh, I agree, and 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 you know, it's clear to me that this man was trying was just being petty. Oh, it is a civil rights investigation. My mistake. Good, good. Uh, but uh, it's clear to me that this man aimed to use his power as a sheriff. To intimidate a man who, again, it doesn't matter what the man said. He could, again, it could have been a nonstop string of expletives directed at Clark. He has that right. That's the way America works, yeah. motherfucker. If you don't like it, go yeah. somewhere else. I'll be happy. I will pay and, for your ticket. And if it was so bad that law enforcement needed to get involved, there was plenty of security at that airport that could have handled it. Plenty of security that could have taken care of it. If he was getting unruly and causing, you know, like what what do you call it? Um, you know, making a public scene, you know, disturbing the peace or right, yeah. you, you know, disorderly a, a conduct. Orders. You got to. Yeah, disorderly conduct, things like that. You know, you can get kicked off the plane, you can get yep. arrested, whatever. There was law enforcement there to handle it. He, you know, but this is typical abuse of power for most conservatives. Yeah, you know this, this is, is this is do. typical conservatism. Modus operandi. Bingo! Oh wow, I love to see this guy get uh, now civil rights violations. That sounds like federal. So oh, that's that's sound, a federal case. Sound like something that does sound like something that can be pardoned. Oh, I'm sure. Just, that, I guess they know. can. I guess he, if he loses his job, they'll probably just give him a show on Fox. He'll well, be rewarded. He'll be rewarded for his criminality, as most Republicans are. Yeah, but you got to remember that pardon is proof of guilt. You have to admit. You have to admit true. you're guilty, which means That's he true. he is he is a sitting duck for civil cases. Not only him. He set up his county to be sued the crap out of. Yeah, I mean, I would love his, to... Those are his boys that were working for the county that came up into that airport and went, Hey, buddy, we're going to violate your civil rights here. Come on, put these handcuffs on. 
This, see, this is this is what I'm talking about. When you have someone by the balls, you don't let them go. You squeeze. You know, they could always make it a Clark and Arpaio buddy show. <laughs> buddy cop show. Asshole and oh, asshole. That's a... Oh, well, I'm getting too old for this shit. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, that's a lethal weapon. Lethal weapon reference. All right, Murtaugh. There you go. <laughs> you didn't think I knew about lethal weapon, did you? <laughs> uh, I knew you knew about lethal weapon. It's an '80s movie, isn't it? Yes. Which could you theoretically be a fair amount about those things. Which could also theoretically be a good inclusion into my shared universe of '80s movies. There you go. Damn it, I can't believe I didn't think about that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, it's like, um, in the, you know, uh, I think I saw that line. It's like that, uh, one, uh, come on, you. Nope, it's not there. I, I, uh, no, it's fine. Uh, it's like that one line in, in, you know, The Mummy, where, uh, Evie Carnahan, played by Rachel Weisz, tells the the wormy guy, you know, nasty little guys like you always get their comeuppance in the end. Mm-hmm. Always. Always. Yes, that's a great line. And uh, sounds like Sheriff Clark is about to get his comeuppance. So, if you have any thoughts, please feel free to call in at uh, what what. Uh, Three three zero five three six fourteen sixty six. But we're about ready to take a break again. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. But I, I, I was trying to get people lined up for next segment. There's a method there we go. to my. I'll there's announce a me- it when you when you introduce me. Uh, okay. Next. There's a method to my madness, and that is, I'm mad. No, there you go. You know, but uh, so yeah. Anyway, uh, so Joe, uh, Joe Santoris uh, at the top of the final hour talk about the Doctor Who Christmas special, and, uh, and? Kenny Kenny has a flicks pick. No. Kenny picks what? Well, oh, and the Seuss. Else and the Seuss. No, you're right. You're right. And the Seuss. I forgot about that. And the Seuss, who is always yeah. delightful to who is always delightful to talk to. I always enjoy talking to to Susan Kenny. I really yeah. do. I know. It warms my my stone cold heart. There you are. So, all right, we're gonna go to break, and when we come back, uh, I will check my notes because I actually did take notes, you know, uh, but most of it was about that batshit crazy Trump interview, nineteen pages. Ugh, ugh. And that was just like. Not even the entire interview, apparently. Did you see pictures of him uh, playing golf uh, the other day with uh, the Coast Guard? I try not to look at those pictures. I don't want to see. Not me. a good look. I don't want to see. Donnie. Look, look. If I'm going to see Donnie, Donnie two scoops has turned into Donnie ate an entire Baskin Robbins. <laughs> I was just going to say if I, you know. If I'm going to see VPL, you know, I don't want it to be his VPL. <laughs> yeah. All right. And before 
but we'll, I'll ask the question when we come back. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. That's the end of Act One. Intermission time. Go get some snacks! Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. the show. Attention people of Earth. What's going Attention on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebers. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott! I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. And we are back for our number two here at Mike Check Radio. Joining me as always are uh, the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the rogue DM dungeon master, Michelle Legon. Yes, yes, I am here. So anyway, on a scale of 1 to 10, Michelle, with 1 being and 10 being, oh my god, it's finally over. How relieved are you that Christmas is over? Uh, 9 works well for me. Uh, 9. All right, fair enough. And also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Miles Lagon, the GM, Galaxy Master of Mike Truck Radio. Yes, 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 hello. Woot! I am here. How hard was that call? How how hard was uh, the call out earlier? Five and a half hours. Jesus Christ! You at least get paid, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Yes. I don't know how your business works. It ain't volunteer work. <laughs> no, they pay. Anyway, also joining us out of Cleveland, Ohio, he is not the mistake by the lake, but the roar by the shore. That's a turn of the night reference. Mr. Kenny Pick! Yes. yes, and the phone lines are open. I'm manning the calls. I'm also a call screener tonight. 330-536-1466 or 330-KEN, the number one, goo! Yes, how wrong was I about the transportation bill? Call in now. Happy Goo Year. <laughs> Can he be goo? Yes. So, all right. Uh, I also have some, uh, well, let's go through this audio that I carefully prepared uh, because I got some stuff about, the, about. Uh, so this is, I forget the this Republican congressman's name. 
but he's calling for a purge of the FBI, and because he's he's basically saying, "Oh, it's the deep state, it's the deep state." You know how you know what the deep state is? <laughs> I know what the derp state is. <laughs> the deep state is anyone who doesn't have their lips surgically attached to Donald Trump's dumb ass. It's Bingo. anyone who it's anyone who puts a, who has the the nerve, the chutzpah, to put America first. To truly put America yep. first. Because if you really cared about America, you would not be sucking up to this man shamelessly. Not a bit. Uh, here's nope. cut one. I mean, there are parts of the dossier that have not been verified, but the overarching conclusion of it is very much true and has been backed up by the entire intelligence community. Right. I don't think anybody disagrees that the Russians tried through digital ads and things like that and, and counter intel propaganda to, to, to influence our election and, and the app, uh, climate in the United States, but I don't think they succeeded. Do you trust Robert Mueller, the special counsel? Yeah, you know, basically I do. The guy's reputation is impeccable, and that's why it's so disheartening to see that he picked a team that is 12 to one ratio of uh, contributions to Hillary Clinton and Democrats versus Republicans. I, I would have thought he could have at least found a few more Republicans and have it more balanced. Well, it's not a partisan thing, you dumbass. He's picking people who have specialties in particular forms of prosecution and crime. He's basically, yeah, cast, you know. No, no, you're right. I mean, it, it's like... Um... What's the term? When you when you uh, bring people on your team that have skills in going after Wall Street bankers, people that you know when they these are guys that have skills in following money and prosecuting people for money crimes or and that kind of thing, that kind of specialty, then uh, you know what? Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be a, lean a little bit more liberal in your book. <laughs> these are people that get it. I think we have Cat on the line with us. Cat, are you there? I am here where it is a seven balmy degrees. Oh, Jesus seven. Christ. Seven, man. <laughs> I think we just uh, got to 60. <laughs> Trust oh, me, Mich Michelle would rather 90, be up there with you. <laughs> when it's 90-something and humid in August, I won't feel sorry for you then either well here's the good I, news on that front <laughs> yeah here's the good news on that front i've i've had 24 years working and uh i i am now within a week or two gonna be getting my first air-conditioned truck Woot! <laughs> wait 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 beep beep back this truck truck up you don't have an air-conditioned truck yet 1997. The, my vehicle was the last one purchased by the company in my county to not have air conditioning. Oh, oh man. That's, uh, well, congratulations. Yay, me! <laughs> wow. Oh, oh the, the bells and whistles on this vehicle. Oh, God, there's so much aggravating stuff. But here's the good news. It, mm -hmm. it is tracked with a GPS tracker. So they know how fast you're going at any point in time. 
And they've coordinated with Google Maps or some mapping system, and they know this, the speed limit on every road. And if you exceed the speed limit at all, this alarm goes off in the truck. <laughs> so wow. you can rest assured, I'm going to be driving five, maybe even ten miles an hour under the speed limit, <laughs> yeah. enjoying all that air conditioning. Because <laughs> if you well, don't... I, if. If you don't, then uh, you might say something uh, like this. First one usually rhymes with truck. Okay. okay. Yeah, rhymes with truck. <laughs> wow. So okay. they okay. they could get they could get that those those bells and whistles, but not AC in what is no, probably no, Satan's armpit. It comes with the AC. Ah. Uh, I got I bells and whistles. Trappings. Yep. So what's up, Cat? Oh, uh, not too much. Trying to keep from freezing, and it just ticked down to a whole six degrees. Oh, oh Jesus wow. Christ! And and this is not centigrade, so it's not anywhere close to what you're getting there, Ebert. I was joking. I was joking. I mean, it is cold. It is cold. But I was just joking. Republican math. (laughs) Uh, You know, 46 degrees in late December, early January would be nice. I I wasn't being serious. It, it could be worse. It could be like mid-January 1994 when I was in college out in the middle of the prairie where the air temperature before the wind chill was about 10 below zero and we had a 40-mile-an-hour wind whipping across campus that I had to walk into with a nice 55, 60 below zero wind chill. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's when it becomes real painful. <laughs> oh, yeah. If if parts of you are not numb inside of a minute and a half, then you have some really good Arctic gear. Yeah, cool. so, definitely. So, so that was a lot of fun, and we were the only state university that didn't cancel classes because... Our university president was from Northern Ontario. Yeah. Oh, that's not cool. Uh, well, I, I've got a similar story. Let me tell you this. Let me let me tell you. So when I was in high school, my, my father was assigned to Fort Carson, Colorado, and Colorado Springs, you know, where, where James Dobson rules with an iron fist. Yes. And I, so, stayed in, in, uh, I stayed in Colorado Springs for a summer. Beautiful and, place. And got to visit Fort Carson. Really? When? I gotta know when. On Fort Carson. Uh, okay, I was probably 18, so it would have been 89 maybe? Uh, no, that was before I was there. Damn. Okay. <laughs> but, uh... I have a friend that's stationed at the Air Force Base. I think Patterson it is that's out there. Or Peterson or something. It's I think like- it's Peterson in Denver. Which is not um, oh, just the last dinosaur. But anyway, what were you <laughs> it's, saying it's though? Adam? Closer to Colorado Springs. So, yeah. But. Uh, but so when I was when I was in high school, I lived at Fort Carson, as I mentioned, and so 
one time a severe winter storm came through where uh, they shut down post, but we still had to go to school. Let me reiterate this. The U.S. military, the greatest military force in the entire world, was paralyzed. We still had to get bust off post to go to school. <laughs> the president at the time was it uh, Clinton? It was it was Clinton. Yeah, yeah. So so we weren't the greatest military force in the world at the time because it was a Democrat who was president. See. This was before I was politically aware. I was a mere I was a mere slip of a boy. This is true. So there you go. So yeah, I I remember though because like my dad got the off. I didn't. Hmm. So. They were trying to make you superhuman warriors. Now that I think about it. Now that I think about it, that's around the time mom ended up pregnant with my little, my youngest sister. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so yeah, that that's my blame sto- it on the weather. So. Uh, anyway, uh, so so I got to know how horribly wrong do you think I was about the, the the transportation bill? Well, I look at it this way: these, if these, uh, if what that guy was from the clip that you played was suggesting is what they're going to want to do if the Democrats drag their feet on anything. And they're going to decide, okay, we're going to put these projects in swing districts. Well, then the Democrats have to play ball because otherwise you're screwing over a district that you want to win. And how are you going to explain to the voters that send me to Washington so I can pass the project that the Democrats refused to pass before? Well, like I said, my main concern is I don't want to legitimize this man. The you know. problem is we don't have a lot of control over that because his agenda can pass pretty much any time they want it to as long as they can get the parliamentarian and the Senate to agree that it can pass on reconciliation and then it's only gonna take fifty votes, and they've got fifty-one, and I'm. They don't really need the Democrats to go along with it. So better to to have Democrats in the room trying to get things for Democratic districts, because the places where our infrastructure is most in need of repair are large cities that have one hundred year old water mains and. 55-year-old freeways and things like that that are yeah. in serious, serious need of repair. <clears throat> I, I'll just yeah, say... Fortunately, I, I go ahead. I was just going to say, fortunately, I don't know how we earmarked the money in Cleveland exactly, but we've had a major infrastructure overhaul on a lot of things here in the last few years with the... Uh, um, 
Euclid Corridor, uh, the the new uh, oh, the the bridge for um, what is it? Uh, oh, it's uh, the shoreway. No, not the shoreway. It's it's like the seventy one. Uh, oh, um, yeah, yeah. seventy one over the Cuyahoga. Interbell. I don't think. Yeah, the, the Interbell, Interbell Bridge. Yeah, uh, and plus we've they done a lot of uh, replacing of water mains and things like that, even in just you know the the s- suburb parts of Cleveland and stuff. So, and we just had our road, our our personal street, completely resurfaced this year. So, uh, you know, we we've actually I don't know how we've pulled it off. Uh, I don't know how the funding exactly works for that, but we've done well. But yeah, uh, other places, no, not so much. Uh, a Miles lot will... of that, a well, lot of that comes well, okay. from the um, from the state government too. Yeah, and I know that one of the things that I can't complain about Kasich, as far as it's concerned, is ODOT. He has done a great job with ODOT, yeah. and with with getting a lot of the major arterials in the big cities up to grade. Right now, they've been working on US 40 right by where my apartment is and um, upgrading the, the water mains under that and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, so, you know, where, where that's concerned, some of it is state funding, some of it's county uh, yeah. uh, from sales tax. I get a little bit frustrated when I see the editorial page of the Columbus Dispatch complaining about how we're second only to Cuyahoga County as far as the how high our sales tax rate is. And it's like, yeah, but what are we getting out of that sales tax? I'd rather be getting the services that we get and pay a little more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, seriously, I, I've never even thought about sales tax since I've lived in Cleveland, you know, so, yeah. I mean, and, it's just silly. And Delaware County, which is just to the north of us, has almost as high of a sales tax rate as what we have in Franklin County, and they get a heck of a lot less out of that sales tax than what we get. We've got a bus system, we've got, mm-hmm. we've got like I said, the work that they've been doing with the sewer lines and the yeah. water mains and everything like that. I wish. Oh yeah, I, we've had uh, a ton of a ton of art work done on RTA. We just had a, a rebuild of the tracks that go that span between like um, downtown and uh, West 117th. So along the red line. Yeah, yeah. I got to take some shuttle buses for a month. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Miles, oh, I kind of, uh, I, yeah, I, I cut Miles off. Uh, no, I, I, uh, my, my comment was that with Trump's um, popularity dragging the bottom, I mean, we're at the point now where he's, he, he's, he's scraping the top of his base and he's losing those points too. This infrastructure bill's not going to reverse that. I... He is just going to keep shooting for the... Uh, uh, you disagree? You all of a sudden think the people he's pissed off with racism and misogyny are all of a sudden going to go, look at all the money he's spending on bridges. I like him now. No, that's not what I said. You're twisting what I'm trying to say. What I'm saying is they'll be able to take home to their, the Republicans will take home to their districts a major spending bill that dumps money there for spending. 
They'll be able to say, see, see, we got something done. Trump isn't, Trump is actually a good leader. And they're going to believe him. It's not that I think. Hold on, hold on. I believe you. Voters are stupid. Already because of the tax bill. Yeah. I get what you're saying, Kat. I, I, I see what you're saying on that. But my point is that. The the average American is so stupid they couldn't find their ass with both hands and a flashlight. Oh, I, I think you underestimate a lot of the average Americans. Just the, a lot of average Americans are so sick of the the arguing back and forth between both sides that they tune most of it out and wait until it's time to go vote. Well, one thing you can rely on is the, the voters in Alabama to give us a GOP senator. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> well, you know, if only the Democrats would have gone with the low road, then they could have beaten Roy Moore. <laughs> you guys are enjoying this, aren't you? Touche. Point, point to cat. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. All right, we gotta go talk about nerd stuff. Hey. Oh, hey, I, man. I, I have to, I have to sit here and support Miles now because when we get in game, I'm gonna sit there and tear down his. My, my gnome, whatever. My, my lovable gnome, you would do that. Uh. <laughs> I, I, I gotta I gotta give this to Cat right now. So. Boom shakalaka, boom shakalaka, boom shakalaka, and boom boom shakalaka goes right there. It sure does. <laughs> All right, and before we go, Cat, I gotta know. So, uh, are you looking forward to the start of the new Critical Role campaign on uh, the eleventh? I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm also looking forward to February and Black Panther coming out. Yes! I'm really starting to get the Jones for that. Yeah, that yeah. is going to be an amazing movie. And hey, <laughs> now Andy Circus has plenty of time to reprise his role as Ulysses Claw. <laughs> Since he won't be coming back for episode 9. Oh, shit! There's some... Seriously, bro. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> ignore me. No. He's talking about Planet of the Apes. Just ignore him. Yes, yes. I'm talking about. Yes, yes. I am talking about Planet of the Apes. Uh, yes. He. Yeah. Kong Skull Island. Whatever. That was a good movie. I liked Kong Skull Island. I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm just trying to. You're, you're trying. To, you're trying to save me. Stare away from the spoilers. You're trying. You're trying to save me from myself. No, Tootsie. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was good. That was funny, Ken. To go the way you think it is. <laughs> But uh, no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Although if if I will confess right now, Cat, that uh, if Travis doesn't, if Travis finds some way to to play a a lycanthrope, I will not be shocked. Um, well, yeah, they've uh, teased his desire to play a werewolf for yes. a while. <laughs> yes. So I and I don't worry, Kenny. I will get you hooked. I will get you hooked. I got to pick out the right episode to get you started on. All right. Oh, I I just got done watching the uh, the um, 
Thordak and Raishan battles, and those were so freaking epic. I could not do anything else other than watch those. Yeah, well, like I said, uh, you you got another week and a half to to get to uh, to the big to the you know to Vecna. Well, I watched some of those live. Well, watched while I fell asleep, (laughs) (laughs) especially when some of those episodes ran until three Eastern. (laughs) Yeah, that the last the last fight ran until like almost. Anyway, we should probably get going when we come back. We're gonna have. We're gonna. We're gonna put on our historian well, hat. Yes. Well, let's let's say goodbye to Cat. Cat, Happy New Year. Thanks. Happy for New Year, Cat. Thank you for joining. Happy New Year to everyone. Yes. Yes. Bye, be Kat. safe right. and have a good one. Yep. See you at the carnival. All right. Later, sister. All right. There we go. Um. And uh, also, there's a bit of a bombshell about George uh, Papadopoulos. We should probably mention after the break too. Mm-hmm. Uh, does it have him? Does it have something to do with him drinking, having a few too many? Oh yeah, yeah. And what prompted the uh, Russia investigation? Oh, Hint, it wasn't the it wasn't the Steele dossier. <laughs> anyway, teaser. Right. There you go. Yes, we'll talk about that and a very important anniversary in Japanese history comes up this year. We'll talk about that when we come back on My Trick Radio. <laughs> You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. Living proof that you don't have to be crazy to host this show, but it helps. <laughs> Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
Adam Hebert of Mike Check Radio and Midnight Sun, and you're listening to Indie Media Weekly Radio. What? I said you're listening to Indie Media Weekly Radio. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. What an ass! He was grinning like an idiot the entire time. What's wrong with that guy? Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Oops. Well, it's too late now. We're back. Uh oh. What? <laughs> Oops. Yes, it's on. It's on. It's on. I saw. What? What can? Am I not? I'm kidding. Oh. Well, I know. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Now, now you talk. Yeah. Right. I know. That's that, that's, that's how it goes. That, yeah. That's how a talk show works. I talk. They listen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Do, anyway, us. Do the thing. <laughs> joining us as always, uh, the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Michelle Lagan, the rogue DM dungeon master of Mike Check Radio. That is who, me, and who, I am here. <laughs> and I'm guessing you're also looking forward to the new uh, campaign for Critical Role. Because now you, yes, you don't have... There's no more catching up for you. You're starting over. You're, you're like the rest of us poor schmucks. Yes. So. And also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Miles Lagan, who probably has no idea. Who, who, who you know, probably, I don't know. Are you a fan of Critical Role? I don't know. Is that, how many of those shows have I watched, hon? Uh, two, I think, or parts of two. And they were Sounds not the same, not not in a row. So yes. Sounds right. Is that the ones I watched about where they went to a bar, barroom brawl? That sounds like the yeah. first episode, but... Yeah, it is. That's when I went, seriously, a barroom brawl, and I went, okay. <laughs> it, you can't just Judge something based on the first episode. Sure, I can. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't, but I can. All right, all right. You know, you're right. You got me. You are technically correct. You shouldn't judge something on the first episode. No, unless it's the Twilight franchise. 
Yes, I I think that, uh, yeah. Uh, I'll still never forget whatever that riff tracks was where they put Yakety Sacks when he was flying through the woods. (laughs) That sounds like something riff tracks, that sounds like something riff tracks would do. It's in the riff tracks trailer for it. This critical role thing gets better with age? Yes. Okay. If you thought the barroom brawl was crazy, wait until you get to the episode where they use seeming to look like cows and go flying. <laughs> no, I kind of, you know, when the barroom brawl happened, I just kind of tuned it out, and I'm like, what, what, why, what, okay, all right. I, I imagine there's a story, you know, because that's what I like is to hear stories, you know. I yes, you get that. The thing is, I mean, this that was the first episode, Miles. I know. I know. Anywho, so we were talking earlier. You didn't reintroduce me. Oh, right, right, right. I'm sorry, Kenny Pick out of Cleveland, Ohio. Where the number you can call is 330-KEN-1-GOO or 330-536-1466. Thank you. And thank you for lending us your your number again. Oh, no problem at all. Cat also says, I would say a critical role doesn't really hit its stride until the Whitestone arc. That's where I, yeah, that's that's why I was telling, remember Kenny was telling you that? Uh, no. I, what, well, I, I didn't? Believe you. What was that, about two episodes ago? No, the Whitestone arc is like episode 26. No, episode 24 to like episode 40. So can we just watch that and then go from there? Well, if you like it, I would encourage you to watch more. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just. Having I fun. know. Anyway, anyway, what were you saying? So we 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 left la- last segment where I forgot to finish slotting the break again. <laughs> and uh, we were talking about uh, George Papadopoulos. Uh, apparently, oh. apparently he has a, a problem. Yeah, um, I can read a little bit from uh, Mediaite if you would like me to. Rocket, you turkey! By Justin Bargona. George Papadopoulos, night of heavy drinking and gossiping, reportedly prompted Russia probe. <laughs> uh, the New York Times is out with a report this weekend that pokes holes in the theory that the Steele dossier was the impetus for the FBI launching a counterintelligence investigation into the Trump campaign during the 2016 election. Instead, it appears that the FBI uh, uh, became alarmed about a poten- about a, uh, about potential Russian uh, election meddling and collusion between Trump associates and Russian official and a Russian official uh, due to former Trump campaign advisor George Papadopoulos. According to the Times, Papadopoulos, who recently pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI, is cooperating with special counsel Robert Mueller. Um, and he told an Australian diplomat that he knew that Russia had dirt on 2016 Democratic presidential nominee Hillary Clinton. And then uh, here's a quote. It says, during a night of heavy drinking at an upscale London bar in May 2016, George Papadopoulos, a young foreign policy advisor to the Trump campaign, made a startling revelation to Australia's top diplomat in Britain. Russia had political dirt on Hillary Clinton. About three weeks earlier, Mr. Papadopoulos had been told that Mo- uh, uh, that Moscow had thousands of emails that would embarrass Mrs. Clinton, apparently stolen in an effort to try and damage her campaign. Does this all sound real familiar? 
Everybody? Oh, yes. <laughs> Republican co- uh, Republican okay. incompetence? We, yes. We, well, no, no. I'm just saying that, that, that these events and things that were going on and Russia, if you can, if you have these emails, please leak them. WikiLeaks going out and dumping the Podesta stuff and everything. And it says, uh, when leaked Democratic emails were first published online two months later, Australian officials passed along that information to the United States, uh, which then prompted the Bureau to begin its inquiry. The Times also uh, reveals that Papadopoulos was a significant member of the campaign and not just a coffee boy. Uh, another quote, interviews and previously undisclosed documents show that Mr. Papadopoulos played a critical role in this drama and reveal a Russian operation that was more aggressive and widespread than previously known. They had uh, they add to an emerging portrait gradually filled in over the past year in revelations by federal investigators, journalists and lawmakers of Russians with government contacts trying to establish a secret uh, secret channels at various levels of the Trump campaign. Uh, regarding the dossier, Republicans in Congress and members of the conservative media, not to mention the president himself, have been trying to make the case that the salacious document uh, was the basis for the FBI investigation and uh, used to obtain FISA warrants. Therefore, a lot of effort has been placed on discrediting the dossier and showing corruption within the FBI as it relates to the handling of the document. The New York Times report is extensive and contains a whole lot of juicy details, so check it out at the New York Times. Thank you, Justin Bargona. Yes, thank you. All right, so <laughs> and since we're on the subject and of the Twitter dossier... Is, Twitter is exploding over this too, by the way. But go ahead. Awesome. Because since you brought up the dossier, I want to point this out because someone called me an asshole for telling the truth about the dossier. The dossier does not allege collusion. You stupid people. All it says is Putin has dirt on Trump, which could be used to compromise him. That's all it says. And it it outlines what the dirt supposedly is. It does not allege collusion. That is a completely different thing. Now, could what's in the dossier have been used to prompt Trump to commit to to do collusion? Yes, but the Steele dossier does not allege collusion. All it does is allege that Donald J. Trump, aka Schittler, is compromised by Putin's government due to to basically he's basically blackmailable. Mm-hmm. How's that Compromise. for an ignorant a- asshole, you moron? Compromise, yes. So, I was not happy about that. I hate when stupid people insult me. You'd think I would be used to it by now, but, you know. Anywho. So, 2018 is an extremely important anniversary in Japanese history. And I figured I'd bring this up because one of my friends, Michelle Kato, is in Japan as a, a, a working for JET which is the government teaching English to cute little Japanese school children program. Um, mm-hmm. And this is the 150th anniversary of the Meiji Restoration. Now, what is the Meiji Restoration, you might ask? That's a very good question, Kenny. Thank you for asking that. Ah, yes. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Basically, so when, uh, when Commodore Perry showed up 
in Japan's now remember that when Commodore Perry showed up in Japan's waters in like I think it was 1853 Japan had been sealed off for about 200 years this was called the Tokugawa era and basically the idea was that Tokugawa didn't want people coming into the country and giving the ignorant peasants the idea that they don't need the shogun you know so he didn't, you know, basically he said, no foreigners, er- everyone get out. And this is when they also, uh, when they, they uh, persecuted Christians uh, in Japanese history. Uh, so because they didn't want, it was mostly because they, they were Catholic. They had no problems with, uh, they, didn't, they didn't care about Protestants, but they had issues with Catholics because Catholics are supposed to be loyal to the Pope. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um. So, after af- after two hundred years, uh, Commodore Perry shows up in the waters and says, "If you don't let us in, you either let us in or we're going to force our way in." And at the time, that was a pretty credible threat because the best Japan had in terms of weaponry was a flintlock rifle. So they're like three hundred years mm-hmm. behind the 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 gun times. Sure. So, Japan eventually let us in, and this was taken as a sign of weakness on the part of the shogunate, so people start saying, hey, this guy is weak, he's a libtard, snowflake cuck, Let, let's, let's put the emperor yeah. back Did in charge. Did they really say that? No, they didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't think so. But I figured that would be funny to, to do, to use. Uh, so... They they basically fought a, a a civil war in Japan that was called the hello hello. I'm sorry, did that come through the mic? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Oh I, no, I thought you might be trying to get my attention. Uh, sorry, where was I? They fought a civil war that was called the Meiji Revolution, and the reason why it was called this is it, it is what brought the Meiji Emperor to power. And that is what, the, you know, so the war is the Meiji Revolution, and the Restoration is the seating of the Meiji Emperor, who was like 16 at the, you know, he was a kid at the, he was young at the time. So when the Meiji Emperor took over, that's when things really started getting, you know, really started happening in Japan. You know, he, he really focused on modernizing the country. Under the Meiji Emperor, you had the first railroad, you know, and this is when Japan became a developing modern country. So the Meiji Restoration is a pretty big deal. Of course, the other issue with the Meiji Restoration is it did kind of set up for, you know, World War II because that's when you had the form of Shinto come out where the Meiji Emperor was, was you know, I mean, they've always thought that the royal family was, um, really, you know, related to Amaterasu, as I mentioned last week on... Uh, we still haven't figured out what we're calling this segment. But anyway, so 150 years since this rev- important revolution. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that'll that'll start uh, New Year's Day. Uh, it's pretty, like I said, Very cool. it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Yeah. A BFD, as Uncle Joe would say. Yes, cool. a, a neat a neat piece of history. Yes, and, and so there's going to be like live 
live viewing, uh, you know, live stuff on uh, the English-Japanese news channel, uh, NHK, I mean, all sorts of stuff, you know, that you can check out New Year's Day if you're interested in that sort of thing. You know what this is right here, Adam? This being... Uh, this story that you just told us? Yes. What you is it? You know what this is? No. And that's one to grow on. Aw, thank you. <laughs> All right, no, so... That's good. I, that, yeah. that, that, that's very cool. I did not know this. I feel like I'm a better person now. Aw, uh, Knowledge is power. Knowledge <laughs> yes. is power. And knowing is half the battle. Right, yes. man? Or was that G.I. Joe? That was G- I thought you were joking. It was G. like, he, he must mean G.I. You know, he must be joking because there's no way he wouldn't know that was that was G.I. Joe and not He-Man. No, I, 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 I got mixed up. I've been watching that Netflix series, um, The the Toys That Made Us. Ah. Uh, no, I haven't, oh, but I'm going to have to try. it's a fun show. It is a fun show. Oh, that sounds fun. You guys fun. are going to love it. First episode is about Star Wars toys. Second one's about Barbie. Third one is about uh, G.I. Joe, I think. And the last one's about He-Man. And then there's a season two that's coming out with four more episodes. Speaking so I'm scratching of my head trying to figure out what other, what other uh, toy lines they're going to do. Yeah. Speaking of second seasons, don't forget, MST3K The Return Season 2 premieres sometime in 2018. Cool. I'm sure they'd have to do, like, Legos. I was thinking Legos was probably going to be one of them. I was wondering if maybe Matchbox might be one as well. Oh, yeah. Definitely not going to be Micro Machines. (laughs) (laughs) What about about Transformers? That's another Um, toy line. That's that's a possibility. Yeah, I think think that's a very strong possibility. Yeah. but I'm thinking that I was wondering almost if they were going to do like Cabbage Patch Kids or something, since that was such a freaking phenomenon too. That yeah. is true. All right, and since we 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 have a little bit more, so I figured I'd bring this up because this is related to uh, Anime Week in Atlanta this year, and that is our our you know uh, Brina Palencia, who I had the pleasure of interviewing at AWA 2017. Thank you, Brina. Uh, has been nominated for uh, Voice Actress of the Year by Behind the Voice Actors. Nice. So, uh, there, there, it's a it's a pretty good slate, but uh, I got to say, Miles, I'm with Brina on this one. I, I she's got my vote. Cool. I, I you're the expert. What what voice is she being nominated for? That I didn't see. Like it didn't list what characters. Although I will say her most well-known, her most well-known character is probably CL Phantom Hive from Black Butler. Black Butler. Did we watch Black Butler, hon? You started to, and then we just kind of tapered off. Oh. I can't, I remember liking it. Yes, I did too. So. So, like I said, I, I think, uh, you know, I'm really hoping... She, oh, and I t- and she liked the fact that you like her, uh, like the biscuit story, Kenny. You know, let me dig that out. Oh, me, great. You know, uh... Oh, yeah, I, I really enjoy it when he plays that bit. That's great. That's a great bit. Biscuits? <laughs> Hold on, I gotta... F- 
Cheddar I got biscuits, it. I got it. onion biscuits. Uh, well, let's let's go ahead. Uh, yeah, let's. Uh, I got it. Uh, play it here. Oh, I got I, here. I got it. It's all remastered and everything. I just I need to know what you offer in the way of biscuits. Like, is it buttermilk or do you have cheddar biscuits, garlic biscuits, maybe some rosemary? Just I just need to know what kind of biscuits you offer at your establishment. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Miles's question, folks. That was that was prompted by Miles's question about using voice powers for evil. So yes. thank you, Miles. Yes, yes. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I'm a biscuit connoisseur. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, I, I really hope yeah, she wins. Sure. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, let's let's take a look uh, at the competition. All right. Google monkeys fly. Well, I'm I'm working on it. I'm working on it because I, I, I don't want to do a Google church. I'm, I'm filling dead air. You're welcome. Yeah. Don't do a Google church. Google church. Yeah. There you go. Look up. Uh, God bless the United States. Look up that. See what, <laughs> I will... see what see what shapes means. Shapes. 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 That was a wet one. Yes. All right, hold on, hold on. I got it, I got it. Uh, General, let's see here. Okay, so uh, voice actress of the year. Okay, notable 2016 roles. Let's take a look at this for Brina Palencia. Uh, Tony Tony Chopper from One Piece. Seal Phantom Hive from Black Butler. Let me see here. Uh, Verona from Durara. 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 There, I got it out. Uh, and Minoru from My Hero Academia. Those are her, those are the roles I'm most familiar with. So her competition is... Uh, the only name I'm really familiar with on this list other than Brina is uh, Caitlin Glass. Who... Okay. Uh, has been all over anime. She was, um, I want to say she was Winry. Yeah, she was Winry in uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Another show I'd like to watch. I think we watched. Is that the one with the boy and the robot? It's not a robot. It's an animated suit of armor. But yes. <laughs> Held together by a soul of a child. Yes. Yes. Right. Robot. Got it. Oh, God damn it. You're making a mockery of the series. <laughs> it's like you two. Are, it's like you two are are brothers. You two are like I, just like you know. I wish you could hear poking. Michelle laughing right now because I can hear her laughing, but she's right. mic muted. And, and is that a robot? Is that a robot, Matt? Is that the one with the kid and a robot? <laughs> uh, yeah. Robot. <laughs> All right, and then in uh, let me see here. They're like a year behind on this website, <laughs> but uh, voice actor of the year Robbie Damon is uh, in the running. Robbie Damon, of course, the new voice of Spider-Man in the cartoon Spider-Man. and Spider-Man, oh, okay. and uh, the voice of Tuxedo Mask. So, oh, okay. I'm Tuxedo with Ro- Mask is uh, Sailor Sa- Moon. Yes. 
Yes. With the with the little boy and the robot. <laughs> now, now you're just now you're doing this on purpose. <laughs> the little boy sailor and Moon's the robot, right? It's evolving into an awesome new comedy. It, it, it is good to laugh. Yes. <laughs> No, that's that's funny. That's good material. That that is good material, but uh, yeah, I'm 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 with Rob. I'm I'm a, I'm definitely voting for uh, Robbie in this. But yeah, like I said, I really hope Brina Palencia wins. She is she is a, an amazing person, uh, and you know, uh, next time she's there, I'm planning on putting in for another interview, and hopefully she'll be like, Adam wants to interview. Yes, yes, I'm on board for that. Probably won't. She probably you know what you should you should reach out to her at some point and give her the call in number for when we're doing the show and say hey because that works a lot better getting celebrity interviews <laughs> so if you got a num- if you got a, if you got a number to give then they're like ooh I don't have to give my number out you know yeah and I do have her I do have her her personal email I could give her a call or not a call but an email say yeah you know, we got a call in line on occasion now. Well, yeah, I mean, if you want to about about me me being on the show, I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, I will be warning them that you're going to be on the ground with me next year at AWA. Yeah, yeah. Unless unless Michelle's changed her mind about wanting to interview people. No, I'm 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 good. I'm good. (laughs) Hey, it's uh, we we got to get rolling because Joe and the Sues are coming up on the next segment. Yes, Joe and the Sues, and then we'll we'll round out the show. I've got some ideas. I figure we could talk about like our biggest nerd media moment. I know mine. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's uh, you know we can give uh, recommendations of uh, shows we watched over the last uh, last year. You know, I, I could bust out some clips of things that I've watched uh, over the, uh, the twenty seventeen, whatever. But yeah. There you go. Excuse me, I'm Some sorry. Some of the good things about 2017. You know one good thing about uh, 2017? It wasn't um, longer? Well, well, no. Actually, one good thing about 2017 is a certain little weaselly somebody stopped making several different identities and in sneaking into our chat rooms. Oh. Um, yep. So that's done. We got through that rough patch, too. <laughs> yep. Anyway. Ah, uh, yes. No, I had to think about who we were talking about, because there's like three possibles with regards to me. <laughs> I've yeah. made I've made many enemies. Yeah, well, no, you know. So, uh, anyway, do the thing. We got All right. Get, uh, Joe on. All right, so we'll be back with Joe Santorsa and the Sues to talk about the Doctor Who Christmas special, Peter Capaldi's Regeneration, after this. After this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. It's more like a big ball of wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
are the good. Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott! I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. This is this is Susan. Hello, Susan. Using the microphone of Kenny Pick. Yeah. Hello, you're with us. Yay! All right. Anyway, we're back for the final hour here on Mike Check Radio. Joining us, well, joining us for now is uh, Susan, Kenny Pick's wife. How have you been? How was your Christmas? Oh, it was good. It was it was it was fun. It snowed a lot here. I heard. So we didn't, <laughs> we didn't have to do as much traveling. So that was good. But well, we still hit all hit like a lot of houses. All the all, all the vital parts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. Anyway, uh, joining us as always out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the rogue DM dungeon master, uh, Michelle Lagan. And that is me. Yes, it is. <laughs> and also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the the GM Galaxy Master of My Trek Radio, and also the amazing Karnak, Miles Lagon. Yes, greetings. Yay, and uh, Miles. Hi, hi, thank you. And uh, yeah, that uh, that that's a that's a fun robot story. I'm gonna definitely have to watch that. All right, yeah, just watch it. I'm not gonna correct you again. <laughs> Can I and get that in writing? It, on this subject, I won't correct you. <laughs> Alphonse is not a robot, goddammit. Anyway, I'm sure we're also we're, we're boring Joe Santoris out of Scranton, Pennsylvania with our anime talk. I'm never bored. He, well, but you are also here, you know, you're here for a special reason. A very I special am. reason. And uh, first of all, thank you for joining us, by the way. Yeah, you're welcome. Did and you have a nice because you're never bored? Because you're never bored, that means you're never boring. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I never hey, thought Joe. That. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Miles. <laughs> Hi, Michelle. I'm having one of your cookies while I'm here. Oh man, <laughs> we are so. I, I, I am so with you on those key lime white chocolates, man. Oh. They are the bomb. Mm. Oh, get out of here! I mean, come on. I wouldn't even <laughs> let anybody have any. The oh, aftertaste no. is the, my favorite part. Just sitting there and savoring it. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. They were they were good. Is a special thing. As far as those mm-hmm. molasses, uh, there are no slouches either. Oh yeah, <laughs> those were delicious. Yeah. Yes. So I trust yes. you had a nice Christmas as well, Mr. Santorsa. Well, we won't go into my Christmas, but um, uh, I want to tell you that uh, forty-eight degrees is not the same as twelve degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. No, it is not. Even on a TARDIS. There's a big, no. big <laughs> I know that. Okay. I know that. Twelve degrees was... is as miserable as it gets, in, unless it goes like way below. Then it's like breathing trouble time. Yeah, it was one degree yeah. this morning here. Yeah. Jesus one? Christ! And and your yeah, colleagues are probably like, it's still hot. The colleagues yeah. were out on the deck, laying asleep, 
like it was the middle of July. Oh, I bet. They and must they won't come in the house, house, I'm telling you. They yeah. won't. Mm. You know, single digits is still t-shirt weather for, for Michelle. No, I'm not that bad. <laughs> and, I, and I will agree, when it's cold on a flat surface without any trees or hills in the way, it's a lot worse than when it's cold, you know, like in a mountain er- mountainous area or someplace. It can be Do you guys own, like, two sweaters between you? Uh, we have coats. <laughs> but Michelle we have does- a coat. Yeah, we yeah. had to have cold weather gear when we went up for the uh, the women's march in January. Oh. So. Mm-hmm. She she bought me a what was the thing called? A pea coat. Pea coat. Yes. A oh. good all purpose wool, wool wool pea coat. coat. Yes. Oh. That way he has a, a a good utility coat to have. Yeah, it's it's a classic. It yeah. is. I had a nice red one in two thousand and. 10 and I no 2008 or something and I just wore it to bits like the lining's all ripped out it's mm. it's a horror and I'm like oh this is good wool but what to do with it you know because it's just been worn to death yeah right. uh, yeah but anyway it's cold yeah it's cold it's almost January Day yeah. tomorrow is January yeah. here we're going to have wind chills of Below fifteen below tomorrow night. It, is it me or does it look like uh, the doctor wears the same clothes whether it, he's in a desert or in, in an ice tundra? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, totally. Thank you, thank you <laughs> for that segment. Thank you for the se- for the climate, segue. Yeah, this this segue is good. He's climate controlled. You know, the TARDIS climate controls his his sure. environment, so it doesn't matter where he okay. is. That is true. So, so anyway, the the Doctor Who Christmas special was Christmas, and I got to say, yes, yes, Susan. I was going to say, who is a fan of the Last Doctor? Is everybody? Oh, I love Capaldi. Yes, good. You love Capaldi. I had other actors that were my more favorite than him, but yeah, he was okay. He's not my favorite Doctor, but I liked. we we are a Capaldi family here in Scranton. Really? Okay. I will say that I haven't in terms. I'm a big fan, so I'm coming back. I'm coming back. You're coming home. When he came in with, yeah, when he came in with the the guitar and the dinosaur, I was just like, "That's it. I'm done." Mm. So, I, I wasn't a fan of the guitar. And the and the glasses. I'm like, you ain't a rock really? star, buddy. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, that I, I, that was not a favorite fix of mine. No, Am I wrong? I like, really. I, I, I figured that was his midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Thank you. He he was going was through like, his midlife oh, crisis. Oh, oh. So, actually, <laughs> yeah. he was he was he started off in a rock band in his younger days. Peter Capaldi Peter and Peter uh, Capaldi. What band? Yeah, Peter and uh, he was with um, oh, what's the the talk sh- the guy who used to have the Late Late Show. Um. um uh, yeah, Colin Ferguson. That guy. No. Yes, yes. No, no, no. Oh, no, really? Yeah. Yeah, they were they were college mates, and they had a band. Mm. They had a band going, a rock band going in the sixties uh, and seventies, uh, before they went their separate ways, and one became an actor, one became a talk show host. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so uh, that that was his uh, original. Um, uh, entry into entertainment, <laughs> rock mm-hmm. and roll. Okay, okay. So it was more like a uh, young life than midlife crisis for him. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I figured it had to be something. So yeah, I just figured it. He, you know, he's he's been a lot, a very um, uh, preoccupied with his mortality lately. So that was a good, you know, it, that was his 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 big red Corvette, mm-hmm. you know, uh, time. So mm-hmm. <laughs> now, if if they had a scene of Peter Capaldi sitting around a table with a bunch of people. To a, a bunch of people, and he was rolling an icosahedron. I'd be totally behind that. Yes. <clears throat> that's a twenty-sided die. Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so but anyway, uh, yeah, he was. Uh, he, yeah, he. He. Uh, the character was. Uh, was a bit, but but you know he was a bit obsessed with his uh, mortality. But uh, if you rem- remember. Toward the end of Matt Smith's reign, right, right before Capaldi, uh, mm-hmm. he was too. If you remember that yeah, whole sequence, yeah. uh, right at the end. Yeah, and he went into anger, didn't he? Yeah. And Matt Smith went into anger more mm-hmm. more than the the, mm-hmm. the playful side. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the recent doctors didn't go quietly. Earlier, like uh, William Hartnell and and uh, and uh, uh, Pertwee. They sort of went quietly, <laughs> you know, but mm-hmm. lately they've uh, they've protested a lot. Like they Maybe keep yeah. want to do this role. Like the care you're saying that the the actor is bleeding into the character. No, no, I just they they seem to make the character more reluctant yeah. to keep regenerating. I I think yeah. that's a, 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 a what that is is more about making the transition from the current doctor to the new doctor a thing an event yeah. to watch yeah and so they, they hype it up a bit which you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah because the first the first tra- regeneration from hartnell to uh to uh oh what was his name um the second doctor um that sort of just happened because hartnell didn't want to do it anymore mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they just had to come up with something and they came up with regeneration. Really? So was, That's was, how they decided to start doing that? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It was That's quite so uneventful. Funny. Yeah, it was That's, just, that's uh, what you get with an imagination. You can do it in a sci-fi show. You can do just... Like, for example, in Star Trek, the transporter was not a thing. But because they mm-hmm. couldn't... They didn't finish building the <laughs> shuttlecraft the, the, for, the, for the scenes to be filmed in time... They said we got to find a way to get to the planet, and they're like, "Hey, let's de- dematerialize people on this platform." Like, okay, <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's smart. And and uh, Hartnell too had a little bit of a drinking problem, <laughs> so um, mm-hmm. uh, he sort of bugged out, and they didn't know what to do with the character, and that's why uh, it was uh, Patrick Trotton took over. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who was a friend of Hartnell's, by the way? And, no, uh, no, was that the second doctor, or which doctor mm-hmm. was that? Yeah, he was the second okay, one, the one that looked like Mo doctor. Howard. Yeah. yeah. Oh sure. yeah. You know the one I mean? Yes. Yeah. You got. You guys know that I have like all the last birthday. I got all the Doctor Who figurines, right? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I heard cool. about that. Isn't that funny? I'm just like I just want them to play with my Blythe dolls, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I but, watched every episode from the first William Hartnell one all the way up to now. Yeah, wow. Uh, and the ones that are available. A lot of them the BBC destroyed, actually. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. crazy. They did not 
try keep them. No. No. So, uh, but all the ones that are available, I've seen, and uh, uh, they're I have very. To say, the early ones, my brother loved them, and I would watch them. But like the way they're written, is not like. Uh, I just really didn't like the way they were written. Oh, I the I, early ones. I really enjoyed the early ones. I I, I enjoyed the whole series, but but I, like I was a child, like you know, watching yeah. them, and I didn't really get it. I mean, but well, I got know. a lot of my reruns, but I didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. I I'm, I'm I'm too young to have watched them all at first first hit, but I have to well, say, I, I watched, started I started watching ahead. during the Tom Baker uh, era. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I might have too, but I watched some early, early ones like first Doctor ones were on rerun late at night, and mm-hmm. if me and my brother could, if if me and my brother could watch, for some reason we would watch on the upstairs TV sometimes, and yeah, you're uh, talking about Hartnell let us and, sit up, you know? Yeah, I think, so. and, I think and so. And and Pertwee, those so. those early ones, yeah. They were black and white. I know that. Where yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think Tom Baker was the first that they started doing in color because the BBC, a lot of the BBC shows were starting to come over on PBS. Yes, that's yeah, where I was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that we must have. And Tom Baker was the fourth, and I just know that because I've got Wikipedia. <laughs> so, I'm not going to lie to you. Well, I want I want you to know my uh, I, my wife ordered me for Christmas. I haven't gotten it yet, but she ordered me a uh, a Tom Baker scarf. Oh, now they come in very iconic. They come in six and twelve foot lengths. Yeah. And I was going back and forth. I thought the twelve footer would trip me up, so I went with the six footer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I I like the long scarf, but I have to tell you, like, we had a friend back in, I don't know, like two thousand that wanted me to knit him one, and I was like, oh yeah, that's a big big thing to do you know like i think it was 2004 and he was like i'll get you the yarn if you'll knit me one and i'm like oh i can't imagine how boring that would be to knit that 12 foot scarf oh yeah it's like eight miles i'd still be doing it if i started it in 2004 when When he wanted her 2003 is good enough isn't it and theo is sending me his old doctor who scarf and hat which is gonna be fun Oh, cool. Oh, I have to get the yeah. hat. Oh. The Tom Baker hat. Oh, so. yeah. So, so anyway. Nice. Yes. Anyway, mm-hmm. the new Doctor Who. So what yes. did you think yeah. of the Christmas special? I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I you know, I read a, a review from the Telegraph that complained about it, saying, there's no feeling. It's like internal struggle, like Kenny said in, in, our, in our group chat. You know, not everything... Sorry. Yes, Michelle? No, that's the same thing I said to Miles. It's not... There is no physical villain. It's all about, you know, his internal emotions and both of them dealing with the fact that they're going to have to regenerate. So, yep. And I I was really enjoying on Christmas Day, for some reason, they had the BBC and I was just watching all the... They just kept watching... They just kept doing different episodes. I thought they were in line, but they kept kind of jumping around a little bit. And I was really enjoying, like, having that on and getting some housework done at the same time. But, um, like, there's a lot of internal struggle between the Matt Smith, Peter Capaldi thing, you know? Yes. There, there, there really is. So. Well, it's like, you remember when, um, in the Doctor Who 50th anniversary special, when 
the war doctor met the tenth and eleventh yeah, doctors. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. He's, yeah. you know, he was like, yeah. "Am I having a midlife crisis?" <laughs> and it turns <laughs> out, yes, he was. <laughs> of course, midlife to them is around fifteen hundred years. Well, that's yeah. isn't that one life, like one regeneration is fifteen hundred. You know, you know. Yeah, they, I don't know how they how they count that. I don't know. It, it was getting on my nerves how they were comparing each other together. Like, River Song was just like, oh, well, this other doctor is so much better than the David Tennant one. He's so much stronger. That's blasphemy! And that's, yeah. It is! It's like, why are you why are you comparing yourself to yourself? I just don't get this. Everyone you know? knows the Tenth Doctor was the best. Yeah, I, well, I'm with you on that, Adam. I can't believe we're agreeing on something. This is so tenth. great, Adam. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like I like David Tennant, uh, but I you know I, I again Tom Baker was my yeah. Tom Baker I was think my David favorite. Was fun. My least like, favorite was like, Colin Baker. I think David Tennant was fun because the the Christopher Eccleston one year was done. And they were just like, okay, this is going to work. People are liking it. And then they just started having fun with it. Yeah. Right. And, and then I the will... that got serious. And I will say, I think a lot of the reasons why Christopher Eccleston isn't usually cited more, more often as a favorite doctor is just because he wasn't around that long to make an impression. Well, you know what? He wasn't. What I like... And I think it was smart because I've seen some of his other work. And I really, like, I don't think he wanted to be Type typecast thing. as past years. Doctor Who's, I didn't think he realized how popular it would be, but I think it was a good career move. Like, yeah, Oh, yeah, I he went on to be Destro in the bad G.I. Joe movies. Eccleston, <laughs> um, um, he was like the George Washington, to me, of, of Doctor yeah. Who's, in that he success. you know, where, where Paul McGann failed, he succeeded. Paul McGann failed in bringing the, the series back in the mid-90s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. And Eccleston, it was another shot in the dark. Ten yeah, years you're later, right. You're and right, Eccleston pulled I'm it sure. off. But I think a lot of Eccleston's success was Rose. I think so, but I think a lot of Eccleston's success was good writers. But I didn't watch the Paul McGann year. Well, Paul, so. yeah, Paul McGann did the one movie, but it, it sort of. Okay. I liked it, but you know, it sort of didn't. I know revive. I've seen it. I know I've seen it. Yeah, and it didn't really revive the franchise. No. You know, it really yeah. didn't. But Eccleston yeah. pulled it off. He did, yeah. but I think that they had, like, really exciting writing. Like, you were just, like, yes. submerged into these worlds. They throw some stuff at you. You learn a little bit. They're running around. You're like, wow, this is great adventure TV, I think. Mm -hmm. You're right, oh. yeah. And they had a good showrunner in, in uh, Moffat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, I don't think Moffat took over until they just I, did a thing about him and how Moffitt I think it was it was it was during Tenet's run when Tenet's run yeah during yeah 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 but they have a good showrunner they had a good showrunner I think they they should have a good showrunner now oh Chimnall uh, Chimnall did an amazing job with Broadchurch Broadchurch yeah yeah I watched that that was good also, is, Broad, is, is okay. Broadchurch the show about a little girl and a robot no no. <laughs> Broadchurch Broad is about a murder, <laughs> yes. a murder, and an angry David Tennant's in that one, right? Yeah. Yes. Think about. Yes. He's think angry. About, he's a horrible, angry character. With, with a heart yeah. attack. 
He's a yeah. heart attack yeah. victim, angry yeah. detective. Yeah. Yeah. And a little will... boy is killed, and and the mother yeah. is the current Doctor Who. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, is she? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like Twin Peaks without any of the supernatural elements. Just like how this one mm-hmm. murder, how this one mm-hmm. murder is kind of like just makes everything fall apart in this town and how the they whole community. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know which is i get trying to be twin peaks but it's still good well I, i'm just saying that you know if you t- if you took out a lot of the super you know the supernatural elements you know you just go with the concept yeah. of what laura palmer's death meant for twin peaks yeah broad church is actually rather similar in that respect that's all yeah, i'm saying it is it's and there's two versions of Broad Church. There's a uh, an American version and a BBC version. There is no American version. Thank both. you very much. I know I did. Huh? <laughs> the, the the BBC I... version you need sub subtitles because I can't understand Tennant at all when he's talking in, with his Scottish accent. Well, that's his yeah. native yeah. native accent. He you know I they know. told he he originally wanted his version of the Doctor to to have the Scottish dialect. They told him no. The Doctor uses estuary English. You know, the, the Queen's yeah. English, you know. Sure. Because he made out with the Queen before. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Many, yeah. many, Am I wrong? Yeah. What? No. No, no. He married, he married Queen Elizabeth, didn't he? I know, yes. right? Yeah, there was a thing yeah. going there. As you do. <laughs> you know. She wouldn't have anything to do with some Scottish guy. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, I thought I really enjoyed the Christmas special. I thought it was a fitting end to Capaldi's era, the Capaldi era. I really think he was, uh, you know, again, it's. I liked his vision of the Doctor. You know, remember when he talked about it before the new series, before his run started, he talked about how it's not, you know, it's not about the scars, it's not about the costumes. It's just one hundred percent Rebel Time Lord, and I think that's what it went back to. And I think that was yep. great for the series. And I'm curious to see what Jody. I, I cannot wait to see what Jody Whittaker does with it. I'm excited. Yeah, I like the way they, and I, I thought it was pretty symbolic the way they brought the first Doctor back with the twelfth Doctor. Before William Hartnell. The, before it, yeah, William Hartnell. Well, but it was you know. not him. Yeah, it was Walter Frey. It was Walter Frey. Yeah, the guy. Right, right. Well, he's also he's also in Broadchurch. I forget his name. David something. Yeah, but, he's yeah, a great actor. The, the Red he Wedding. He did an so. excellent <laughs> job, though. He mm-hmm. carried it very well. Yeah, but but the William Hartnell character, you know, the yes. first Doctor mm-hmm. and, and the the twelfth Doctor, sort of bookended that whole era of male Doctors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was very That's clever true. the way they did that, the way they bookended oh, well, it. I've been on the last couple minutes. Okay, you know? um, you guys, what do I need to know? Having not watched all the Peter Capaldi, what do I need to know? Jumping back in again, like I watched some of the Peter Capaldi. I haven't watched, but. I would s- I, I, a great relationship between him and Missy. What did I miss? With I, who yes. and who? Between yes. between him and Missy. The master. The master. The master. Okay. And I think a lot of that is because Michelle Gomez was just amazing in the role. She was. She was. She, you could tell I, she was legitimately enjoying it. And I and I wanted it so much for her to be the first female doctor. Oh, she would have been amazing in it, oh, and I will. You she know, was an amazing master. You know who I? Th- if they keep going with with uh, women doctors, I think we could see once she's done as the queen, Olivia Coleman could be a good choice. She's young, you know. Uh, mm. She she's she's got you know she's done good comedy. She was in Hot Fuzz. Um, she's got drama chops as shown in Broadchurch. 
and she's got a relate an existing relationship with the new showrunner Chris Chibnall. Actually, full disclosure, my wife thought Olivia Coleman should have been the doctor. When she heard it was the girl from Broadchurch, that's who she thought it was. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, she was, I mean, she was amazing in Broadchurch as Ellie. I mean, she, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, the relationship between her, you know, one of the high points of that series was the relationship between her and Alicardi, who was David Tennant's character, and how, you know, Mm -hmm. yes, she gets irritated with his attitude, you know, and his dour you know, personality, but you gotta understand that this is a guy who's seen the worst humanity has to offer. You know, mm-hmm. people murdering kids. She's mm-hmm. never had to deal with this. So I think that they, you know, that they really complement each other. And I would love to see her, you know, I would love to see, you know, I think she could be a, a good candidate for the doctor. Um, I think that maybe in a couple decades, we could see Tom Hiddleston as the doctor. I think he would be good in that role if they, you know, mm-hmm. in 20 years. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. Okay, you guys. Ken wants you back. Okay. Um, well, thank you I for joining us, Susan. Something real quick. Uh-huh. I want to tell you something real quick. This is very um, penciled in right now. Uh-huh. But um, I don't know if anybody else watches The Magicians. Do you guys watch that? I've I don't. seen the trailers. I've seen the first yeah. season. Okay. Well, Zelda and Bowie and I are kind of like obsessed with it, so we might do like a quick talk half hour podcast after the show january 10th so we might oh, do that weekly cool. i don't know how fun we'll is that s- we'll so, see what happens yeah. we still we have like oh sorry well we were just texting back and forth and we were like oh my gosh i love it i love the show and we should do this awesome so it'll give us a chance to chat and that'll be fun well we still but have if, to... if, is anybody sorry mm-hmm I thought you were. I, th- I was gonna say we still have to do our Game of Thrones special because we, we you know, because you know, oh. we have to do it before oh. spring because winter is, you know, winter is coming. You know, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> we got We got We got We got We got to get it. We got to talk to Smith and Karskadden, Susan, oh. Joe. Of course, you're both welcome. We're we're looking at like a two two week thing here, mm-hmm. where culminating in our predictions for the final season and of course we, it, wow, it, it, wow, it wouldn't yeah. be a, it wouldn't be a talk about game of thrones without uh, our deadpool and it wouldn't be a talk of game of thrones without ken so here let me give you some. oh <laughs> right, i'm so coming back i'm coming back coming everybody. back <laughs> I need to get my headphones on here and then i'll be uh i'll be a real boy again so um all right, and now uh, one thing I want everybody to think about related to Doctor Who going forward, as we know William Hartnell's Doctor Who was recast, of course, I don't know the actor's name, um, by the guy who plays Walter Frey on Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Right. I think we should, we should do a fantasy film ball edition recasting the other Doctors after Hartnell to make future appearances in Doctor Who. Doctors that are uh, have either passed on or, uh, you know, you know, or just doctors who've passed on. So we will go with, yeah. uh, you know, uh, doctors. But there's only two three. And three. Yeah. Well, didn't didn't Tom Baker do a cameo role? Not as yeah. A, not as yeah. He did yeah. As, he did. Like, as a, like a curator yeah. to museum. Yeah, curator museum. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I thought so that very was meta. hilarious. I and very that. meta. The first three doctors are dead. Yeah, um, I know David Tennant is married to Doctor Number Five's daughter. <laughs> yeah, uh, cool. Peter Peter, Peter Davison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
And Peter yeah. Davidson made a cameo in um, uh, a Christmas uh, short, right? Right. Now, I know Sylvester McCoy made an appearance in Sense8, if you watch that series. Yeah, yeah he was also um, Radagon, Rad- uh, one of the, the sages in uh, the Hobbit movies. Radagast the Brown. Oh, and, yeah. And by the way, there's a really obvious one uh, to for John Pertwee that we could all probably uh, uh, pick. And that's, of course, his son who plays Alfred on Gotham. Yes. Oh, okay. So that would be a good one. But if Sean Pertwee doesn't do it, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that that's too obvious. Uh, so if, if we're going to do fantasy film ball on that on a future episode... Um, Sean Pertwee should be out of the running, it just just in case he doesn't want to do it. Right? As a matter of principle, I agreed to this. There you go. So okay. uh, we're running running a little bit long. Joe, do you want to stick around to the end? Do you need uh, to go? Sure. Yippee! All right. So during the break, think about what your best, like you know, in terms of like movie moment, or if you watch anime like I do, anime like your your big nerd moment of the year. Spoiler alert: mine is not related to Star Wars, which I'm sure will shock everyone. Which I'm sure will shock everyone on this program. Uh, and also, spoiler alert: mine. <laughs> Mine, mine is not related to Justice League, a movie I've waited for my entire life. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, you saw you you went to watch it. You didn't tell me. No, I didn't go to watch it. I'll tell okay. you what happened. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Well, then we better go. Oh no, 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 no! Don't do that. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. And I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I think he's like the thing. He only imitates human behavior. He's not actually human himself. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
Monsters swarm from pains beyond. USC versus God's for one. And whosoever shall be caught without a shield by clerics rot, must stand and fight the hounds of hell. Oh, wander deep in dungeons fell. Hi, this is Adam Hebert of Mike Check Radio and Midnight Sun. Normally, we here at Indie Media Weekly would do these station IDs, but today, we have a special guest. You're listening to Indie Media Weekly, and I'm Lex Lang. That's IndieMediaWeekly.com, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Well, hello there. This is Kenny Pick. Thanks for listening to Indie Media Weekly. Be sure to check out my show, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. For those who dare. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's... Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are from the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Hi, this is Kenny Pick, and be sure to listen to my music program, The Night Show, every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. The Night Show features a broad selection of eclectic music from my personal library, as well as your requests. So be sure to visit IndieMediaWeekly.com and find the tab for The Night Show. Join the chat and submit your requests every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern on The Night Show. 
only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com for those who dare. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Yes, master philosopher, alchemist, and eternal love. Oh, enough of that. We don't have time for your long-winded self-introductions. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. That is true. So let's be quick about this. Miles and Michelle Lagan out of Port St. Lucie, Florida. They enjoy playing RPGs. Yep. That's Hello. Us. Ready to go. Yep. Oh, and, and, it, and it just dropped down to about 73 degrees in the house, so I put on a robe. <laughs> wait, 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 a, wait. A paisley, a paisley robe? You yeah, were naked? She robe. <laughs> Does it have pockets or slits? Yeah, it has pockets. <laughs> slits? <laughs> Ted Cruz reference. Ted Cruz reference. He probably put it on over two t-shirts and his shorts. So, yes. (laughs) All right. uh, I've been wearing wearing a hooded sweatshirt all night. Kenny Pick, Cleesburg, Ohio, et cetera, et cetera. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick every Tuesday, Friday. Yeah, 17 degrees, Cleveland. Been wearing a hoodie all night. Let's uh, so. And is, is Joe's yes, jo- yes, 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 yes. Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> where ato- where atomic motion has stopped and it's reached absolute zero. Twelve degrees. Twelve degrees. Okay, I was which close. Is, which is which is one fourth of forty eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're gonna... <laughs> enough with the liberal math, Joe. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> Real quick, I was mistaken. Get over it. You know what they say, Adam. (laughs) Degrees are stubborn things. All right. (laughs) I'm kicking out the cattle prod if you guys don't don't you know agree this. All right. All right, we'll stop. All right. Before we go on, I just want to say apparently Nikki Haley got pranked by Russia. Into yeah. into supporting a non-existent country, which made me think of this clip from uh, Futurama, where Bender pretends to be from another country. Hail, hail, Rabonia, a land I didn't make up. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> so, I had to bring... All right, anyway, so... They I'm sorry. Have, they should have brought up this country, though. Uh, Becky, 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 Stan, Stan. Yeah, that would. I been. can't believe I didn't yeah. think about who's Becky, 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 Stan, Stan. God damn it! I'm just. I am. I am. I, I resign. You know who to blame right now, Hebert? Blame yourself. You, I. I do. <laughs> Kenny, come on. I was raised Catholic. Of course, I'm going to blame myself. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Yes, Blitz. Yes, Blitz. I was raised Catholic. It didn't take, but I'm still going to blame myself. So, anywho, okay, so one of the things, we talked about this before, but I think one of the highlights of the year was we got some awesome stuff, you know, some great entertainment this year. Uh, You know, we we got several great movies, (laughs) excluding Justice League. 
Um, <laughs> which I believe Kenny had a story about that, right? Well, okay. Here's how it goes. Apparently, there's a bunch of people in like Korea and China and stuff that um, uh, have been filming parts of Justice League and putting them on YouTube. And the other day, I went and I watched a, a scene uh, on YouTube because I was like, I just heard, you know, I, I, I usually don't care about reviews. But when I saw the audience reactions and all the ridicule over the the bullshit they did with Henry Cavill's uh, mustache and the horrible CGI, I watched a scene and I was like, how could I not bust out in laughter at this movie if I went to see it? Because it looks horrible. Oh, no. (laughs) It looks so horrible. The CGI is garbage. Uh, You know, I mean... it's so weird. I like watched like one scene from it, and I'm not going to spoil anything. And then I watched another scene from it, and then I was like, I don't want to see this movie. And then I just went ahead and watched like a bunch of other scenes from it on YouTube. And I'm like, this is A, generic, B, poorly executed, C, um, just laughable. And, uh, you know, and it's and, and it just confirmed everything I said about Zack Snyder. And no matter how much polishing Joss Whedon did, that turd was still a turd. It was awful. It was what I saw. I didn't see the whole movie. Again, I'm not going to lie to anybody. But I, I've seen probably about 30% of the movie. And it... Everything about it. I mean, the dialogue is bad. The the framing is bad. The reshoots are bad. The the CGI is bad. Just everything about it is bad. And and again, the Justice League. I have in, uh, the the most prized comic books in my collection are Justice League comics from the '60s and like the teens. I don't have like Justice League number one or the Brave and the Bold comics that they first appeared in or anything like that, but I have like Justice League 13, 14, and 15 or something like that, you know, and a lot of other low numbers in the, in the series. And that movie is just is a fucking joke. So (laughs) anyway, yeah. Well, so uh, real quick before you get started, uh, uh, do you think that if they had just said, all right, Joss Whedon, we're doing this from scratch, it would have been a better movie? Do do you think? I mean. Well, yeah, I mean, probably. But the the, the big problem is where the fuck does the DC uh, cinematic universe go from here? I I know what the setup is because they finally decided to do a post credit scene. Um, but I know where they're going after this, but honest to God, at this point, I'm like, I don't fucking care. Until, until Wonder Woman, until Wonder Woman 2 comes out, right? Yeah, I mean, Wonder Woman I'm fine with, but I don't even look at it. That was, like I said, uh, you know, when I, when I had first seen it, it's, it's not just a good superhero movie. It's a good movie, period. So Mm -hmm. I'm not even... I'm not even considering it as part of the entire, you know, DC Cinematic Universe. I mean, I'm okay with Man of Steel. I'm okay with Batman v Superman. I'm looking forward to Aquaman. Maybe if they can rein in Jason Momoa a little bit. But Ezra, Ezra uh, Miller, Miller, Ezra Miller is Flash. 
Dude, they need to get, he needs a spanking for some of that shit he did. <laughs> it, you know, I mean, it, it's like, uh, you know, it, it, some of the stuff he did in the movie, it's, it's kind of like, oh, that's cute that he did that. That's cute and quirky. And then at one point, you know, it's like, no, he just needs to stop now. It's just like, you know, your, your, your whiny, you know, uh, child family member at Christmas saying, can I open another present? Can I open another present? No, just, just calm down. It's going to happen. Stop being a little weirdo. You know? All right. So anyway, I- I'm going to shut up now. All right. So I- I'm going to start. <laughs> Joe, if you don't mind, I mean, is there any other than, well, I think you probably, I suspect you'll, you'll, you know, it'll be Doctor Who, but I mean, are there any good nerd entertainment moments for you this year? That oh, stick out? Many. many. Um, sadly, the uh, the end of Sense 8. I don't know if anybody watches Sense 8. We know Kat is a big fan. Yes. Is she? And, and um, great cast, great characters, um, great storyline, and I was very disappointed that they canceled it uh, because the uh, production was quite expensive, I understand. Because they actually shot a lot of the, a lot of the, a lot of it was sh- shot on location, and these people were from Iceland and and uh, India and the United States, and they were actually very authentic with their their uh, their shooting, and it was it was well done, well written, characters I loved, and uh, they are going to do a movie. Um, yeah. There, because uh, there was so much uproar from the fans that they discontinued the series that uh, uh, they're going to do a, a, a finale uh, movie. So Sense8 was was one of my favorites. Um, Stranger Things. Good choice. Uh, was a, was a, I would, uh, go ahead. I, I, I did not like the new season of Stranger Things. I, I, I There were parts of it I liked, mm-hmm. but... Overall, I, I thought it was a big disappointment. Um, I liked it. Uh, I think, I think I know what it was. I, I, I don't know if it was for you, but for me, it's always a letdown. The second season of a, of a great series because initially, it's like the first time I saw Alien. You know, the first Alien was just like blew you out of your seat. Oh yeah. The second one and the third one, you know, you knew what to expect. It was like doing it over again. It's like having the sure. second piece of cake. You know, it's like, yeah, it's still delicious, but it's not like when I first tasted it. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I think it's the same thing with with your what I experienced with a little bit with uh, with Stranger Things. But I still really enjoyed the second season. And you know, it was sort of like a segue to what's coming up in season three. I, and I hope th- there's there's uh, something uh, really amazing in season three. I'll watch it. I I have a feeling there is, but um, you know, and and I I've seen this happen with other series where the middle the middle season uh, sort of is like a, a placemaker. Mm. You know, for for, Sof- for what's sophomore <laughs> sophomore slump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will so. say, uh, oh, sorry, I thought you're. Uh, I will no, say go ahead. no. Go ahead. You know, Kenny, one thing to keep in mind is that The Empire Strikes Back, you know, e- even though it's a little movie and it, it was arguably the best of the of, of the Star Wars movies, that's kind of the exception to the rule. So, you know, have hope. 
I like you know, the second Star Trek as opposed to the first Star Trek movie, The Wrath of Khan. Khan! Oh, I love them both. I love both of those equally, honestly. I'm, ju- I'm I, just I, saying I, that I, those are exceptions to the rule, yeah. though. You know, I'm not. I'm not knocking them. I'm just yeah. saying that usually the middle is, is the one that that sags a little, and mm-hmm. you know, like I said, the ones where it's really good, Wrath of Khan, Empire Strikes Back, etc. Those are the exceptions to the rule. So I don't I, know. I'm, Gremlins, Gremlins Two was really good. I, I'm kidding. I thought, I thought so. All right, all right, all right. Miles, you're up. What, what what were some defining nerd moments for you this year in terms of uh, media? Uh, I like the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, okay. I haven't I haven't seen Blade Runner yet, but I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, just that's definitely it. Logan, I thought was a nice end to that uh, run. I thought it was a good, uh, you know way to cap that story off mm. you know Hugh Jackman can't last forever but no you no, you're right I mean so uh yeah and of course Wonder Woman enjoyed, enjoyed that a lot that was good Michelle so I haven't seen Justice oh. League but you know no I'm, oh, not, sorry. I'm done I'm just I, thought you I keep talking because I hear empty space and I th- feel the need to fill it oh, it's okay <laughs> go ahead I I agree mostly with what Miles has said. Um, however, I will say Thor Ragnarok really blew me away. I really really enjoyed it, and nothing yeah. nothing had nothing like watching Banter plant his face in the middle of Bifrost. That was amazing scene. <laughs> that just I uh, that's the one scene out of all the movies I've seen this year that I will remember because it was just so unexpected. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Oh, and one other highlight for me this year. I wish it would have been a little bit better, but I really, truly did enjoy the hype and the lead-up to Alien Covenant. I wish it would have been a little bit different, and I know Joe feels the same way, um, but I really, truly enjoyed Alien Covenant, mostly because it's just visually spectacular, and I love David Fassbender um, in the roles of uh, David and... um, Oh god, I forgot the other android's name in the movie now. Um, but yeah, I, that was great. Walter and, and Danny uh, Walter. Yes, Walter and Danny McBride. McBride uh, uh, surprisingly did very well in uh, a largely uh, dramatic role. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that brings it to me. Am I am I forgetting anyone? Is that a no? Um, no, I, I think we're good. All right. So for me, one of my defining nerd culture moments was the no man's land scene in, in Wonder Woman. I thought that was no. very well shot. Yeah. Great, great music for that scene. It was great. Uh, another one was the opening to Thor Ragnarok where, you know, he yeah. mistimes the thing with the hammer. And that's why I knew this was a different... When they, when they pulled that off I, and I chuckled at that, I was like, okay, this is a different movie from, from the last two Thor movies. Well, of course, Clancy Brown as uh, Surtur. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, another one for me, of course, Mystery Science Theater 3000, The Return! Ah, uh, Yes. Oh, yeah. Kenny can tell you when I got when I got that preview of the first of Reptilicus, I was I was like a kid in a candy store. I was so happy. <laughs> I was, 
and uh, it paid off, and I'm really excited for the next season. I'm hoping that maybe since it was such it, it was such a huge success, I'm hoping Netflix might give them a bigger budget so they can go for not necessarily better movies, but just more like famous or popular ones i want to see them take a crack at mighty morphin power rangers the movie i want to see like if if joel and i might mesh on some of the jokes i've made about that movie um that would would be be the only reason i would that would be the only reason i would watch that shit show (laughs) that's the only reason why i did you know i never told you that story uh Maybe you have, but yeah, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers has always just been a bone of contention with me. It's like a poor man's Voltron. Well, yeah, but no, I uh, every year on my birthday in my Mr. Saints Theater 3000 group, well, every night we would watch an unriffed movie and make fun of it ourselves. And on my birthday, I got to pick a movie for us to riff on, and I picked Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Well, I would pick up, well, first it was uh, Super Mario Brothers, starring the late, great, uh, mm-hmm. um, oh shit, what was his name? Um, Bob Hoskins. Bob Bob Hoskins. Hoskins. Yes. Street Fighter starring Raul Julia. Of course! And of course, my Morphin Power Rangers movie. So those those were the picks I made for my birthdays. But uh, another good... Another good uh, nerd culture moment for me was the the opening to Spider-Man Homecoming when, you know, after he gets out of school and starts, you know, the web sling starts. That was when I, you know, it's like, okay... I like the, I like where this movie is going. And then finally, my final nerd culture moment is going to have to be uh, Troll Hunters Season 2, which I loved. I will say that I, I don't know how much more of Anton Yelchin's voice work for the series they have. I don't know how much they have left. I know that they say he recorded a major- They basically recorded everything before animating. So they may... You know, they planned for three arcs. So they may have enough to finish the Gunmar arc, you know, with the the current Big Bad. Voiced again by Clancy Brown. Thank you, Clancy. Thank you. Um, but no, if Busy you should... Man. Yeah, he's a, he, I mean, he's a great voice actor. He's a great voice actor. Um, but no, if you get a chance, watch Troll Hunters. You know, if you haven't seen season one, watch season one, but season two was amazing. Uh, a little dark, though. So... Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Mark Hamill comes. Uh, it has a has a role in it. Pretty big, an important role too. I don't want to. Cool. So you know. All right, we should probably start wrapping up. So yeah, Joe. Joe, we're definitely gonna have to work on uh, starting to solidify our plans for our Game of Thrones specials because you know, like I said, Kenny, winter is coming. Yes, <laughs> it's here. It's it, here. Well, yeah. God damn it. Yeah. It is. But uh, so that that might actually be we may we're gonna have to plan for that uh, sometime when there when it's a slow news weeks. Hey, I think, yeah, you know that you know that way we could just focus on Game of Thrones. That'll be next decade. Yeah. <laughs> and don't and don't forget to start working on your Deadpool, folks. It's not going to be a Game of Thrones discussion without discuss without the Deadpool. Uh, I don't want to think of anybody dying. <laughs> My money's on Tyrion Lannister to live. Really? Oh, wow, jeez. Yes. My Deadpool, my Deadpool, the Night King. You like that one, right, Michelle? Come on. Yeah. To that, live that or one, die. That one. Mm. De- I said my Deadpool, the Night okay. King. Okay. Okay. I'm just making sure. Yeah. 
Mm. Now, now, this is the last season of Game of Thrones. Yes, right? but yes. yeah. Do I get the impression you disagree with me From that Tyrion I... is not safe? Tyrion? Uh, no. No, no, not not for me. But no, Miles. Uh, from what I understand, this se- after this season, it's gonna be dun 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 dun. I heard. I heard. That's very good. Spinoffs. I've heard spinoffs, but there'll be a prequel. A prequel, probably. That's what they're talking about. A prequel. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm I'm cool with. I like that idea. I think Daenerys t- gets it in the end. I I, I agree. I, I I don't think I don't think Daenerys is safe. But you, I'm just surprised you seemed to disagree. You know, you seemed a little incredulous about Tyrion because my reasoning is that after this great war is over, they're going to need someone who is politically astute to stitch the realms back together, and that's Tyrion. Tyrion is the most politically astute character on that show. Oh, I thought but, you said he was going to die. No, I said you he. You hear my, uh, Azor, my my quick uh, Azora Eye oh. theory in a nutshell? The prince that was promised. Sure, go for it. Um, I'm just gonna say this, and I, I thought about this like you know really late at night as I was dozing off. I was like, oh my god, what if like there's some kind of crazy magic that happens that fuses Tyrion, Jon Snow, and Daenerys into one being that defeats the Night King. <laughs> oh, high. oh crazy wow. could that be and they do it on the back of a dragon yeah exactly so you know one of the re- one of the live dragons yeah well was... of course it, well, I thought maybe all three of them would be flying into combat on a dragon but only you know yeah. that uh that sidecar is gone now <laughs> rest in peace Vizarian we miss you yeah no, I, I think Tyrion Lannister does survive because he's been a survivor. Well, I'm just I, I'm just looking at the plot and saying, what are they going to need after this war is over? Someone like Tyrion Lannister. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and I think that would be the ultimate revenge on his father for rejecting him, for being you know like the guy who put the 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 kingdom back together when everyone in his life told him he was worthless. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, that's just how I look at. I'm looking at it as someone who would, who might, you know, who as as a potential writer. All right, so that's it for us. This is the last show of 2017, and I don't know. Did I mention that I almost caused the panic earlier today on when we were on the air? Space time continuum fluctuated. There there will be more episodes of my check radio. (laughs) Joe, long story short. When I did the promotion post, I actually said it was the final episode of my Czech radio. <laughs> <laughs> I think, Kenny, you did something like that, too, with Turn Up the I, Night. I was talking about that. I was talking about that uh, a while ago. Uh, well, on last night's show, I mentioned that many years ago we had this listener, Victor. I'll just say his name right now. Victor. I was like, this is the last show from Turn Up the Night, you know, in you know, in 20, I don't know, whatever it was, 20. 12 or whatever it was and he was like oh my god it's the last show it's the last show oh my god you didn't tell me and I'm like, no, the last show this year this year <laughs> there will be more next year i just knew i had to fix it or oh, kenny would be like adam what what did what happened this time <laughs> 
Yeah, I know. I, I would have been like, oh, what is it now? <laughs> <laughs> and then you would get, I would say, it was just a typo. <laughs> yep. I would have hey, been look, right. We got through the first year of the Trump drama. The we'll regime. Get through, we'll get through the next one. We shall overcome. The first new era of sharding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, you know, it's it's been. I will say it's been a rough year. Of course, um, Rob took his leave of us, and of course, he's always welcome back. This is home, as far as I'm concerned, for him. Um, and of course, um, you know, with with Wizzy, um, this is that, true. So, but we're gonna we're gonna we 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 will we will persevere because we are somebody. We are Mike Check Radio. Oh. Here we go. We are the Electric City. <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> See. There. So we um, are Lake. <laughs> so don't I forget. Have, by the way, a little plug, self uh, yes. promotion here. Tomorrow, uh, the clown car will be doing its 2018. Predictions, just like the old Gene Dixon. Remember Gene Dixon? Oh, nice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, we are serious. We're at work tonight. Wait. Oh boy. So, so you guys are live tomorrow, or is this pre-recorded? Well, it's no, always pre-recorded. pre-recorded. It's always no, pre-recorded. It's always pre-recorded. But yes. you know, I mean, okay. I was on the impression but you guys were taking pre-recorded, but but prescient. Prescient. Yeah. Uh, yeah so. Prescient. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so don't forget Midnight Sun tonight. Best of 2017. Well, hold on. I would oh. like to. I would like to ride those coattails there for a moment. Oh, get on say, those coattails! And this coming Tuesday for new programming in 2018. This coming Tuesday will be the debut of the Tim Coromel Show with Joe Santorsa. At uh, I think I'm going to slot it around 10:15 uh, Eastern, uh, just in case we run over on Turn Up the Night, but. You'll have new and original content right after Turn of the Night every Tuesday with the Tim Carmel show. So that that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And the first show will be my predictions. Okay. I love wow. it. A blockbuster. Do we still have that? Do we still have that special interview in in January? Oh yeah. Uh, yes. John Fugel's going to be on uh, my check radio on what is January. What's the day? Uh, I think it was the thirteenth. The thirteenth. The thirteenth. Yes, January the thirteenth. He's going to come on, and we're going to have a spoilerific review of Star Wars: The Last Jedi with Mr. John Fugel saying, "Mr. Yes. Orange Lightsaber himself." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, anything else Ain't before nobody I? Else got an orange lightsaber. <laughs> nobody. Nope. All right. All right. He's the only one. Yes, he is. It is unique. All right. So anyway, don't forget Midnight Sun tonight. Best of 2017 in, in nerd culture music, including some stuff from Persona 5, Attack on Titan Season 2. Kenny, you were fond of the original of the first season. Yeah. Uh, bunch I of just watched the, live a- the first installment of the live action movie today. It was all right. mediocre. That's what I heard. Yeah. It's, it's kind of meh. But uh, and then uh, tomorrow night I'm hijacking the airwaves, so you don't need to worry about a sci-fi double feature, Kenny. I got it. Thank you. So and uh, so yeah, all right, uh, Miles, what do you got for us on the way out, buddy? 
Everybody be safe out there. You know, New Year's is a time where crazy people do all kinds of stupid crap, including firing guns in the air. So let's not, uh, you know, just be safe. Don't expose yourself to stupid people. Just, <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's kind of hard but, down uh, here. Well, you know, just be indoors as best you can because you know I, I'm, I, I used to be the type, you know, that was like, hey, let's go fire some fireworks and all that. Stuff. Forget that. I'm done smelling like gunpowder at the middle of, at the middle of the night and just now. <laughs> Yay, raw New Year's and announce it. Yeah, bless it, whatever, blah blah blah. But I, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm done with the gunpowder stuff. So, just be safe, everybody. That's you know, we'll see you next year. Fair enough. All right, Michelle, what do you got for us on the way out? You know, it, it, it just it strikes me as funny as as people will celebrate the new year by shooting guns up into the air, which, you know, it's basically, it, it kind of like, like, you know, they don't uh, understand the consequences of what happens when that bullet comes back down. Kind of like the, uh, the political system we have right now. Yeah. You know, they do all well, this crazy shit and they don't care what happens when it comes home to roost. Well, so. Michelle, there's an easy explanation for for this: is they're trying to win the Darwin Award early. Yeah. No? yeah. <laughs> but I don't want our country to win the Darwin Award, and that's what I'm worried about. But everybody, <laughs> well, put. everybody, please be safe. Let's do our biggest uh, and our biggest, best, and brightest to um, resisting any way we can. You know, and just remember, you know. We have to love people. We can't hate. We can't uh, be angry all the time. We have to remember there are people that we love and who love us. So have a happy new year, everybody, Amen. and a safe one. Amen. All right, Kenny, what profound words do you have for us? Uh, oh, so many profound words. Uh, you guys have time? Uh, no. <laughs> I've got time. Uh, no, uh, uh, I just want to say, yeah, turn up tonight, uh, this Tuesday. I'm very excited about it because we left off with July recapping 2017. So uh, I think this Tuesday will be our third and final recap where we we begin with August until present day <laughs> with all of the short, wacky audio we have and awful moments, good moments, whatever, from 2017. And rest assured, and Joel back me up on this, there's going to be some fucking laughs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yeah. And that's it. <laughs> and again, the Tim Carmel Show debuts on its new time slot Tuesday, every Tuesday, 10.15 p.m. Eastern, following Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. It's going to be great. Good it time is. slot. Yep. All right. Anything else before I pass it on? No, no, no. Pass it off to Joe. All right, Joe, what do you got for us? So, uh, so special clown car tomorrow, right? Yep, yep, yep. And uh, just think of 2017 as uh, the first season of a, of a uh, interesting show with a cliffhanger, and we're going to find out what happens next year. So stay tuned. Does the Republic survive? That's the question. <laughs> I'm hoping Donald Trump gets recast. <laughs> I hope not with Mike Pence. That's all. Alec Baldwin, <laughs> please. Yes. Yes, Alec Baldwin would do well. And if you haven't read that New York Times bombshell uh, tonight, uh, read it. Ooh, it's a biggie. Yeah, he oh, is not mentally biggie. well. 
He huh? is. Well, no, the, the 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 George Papadopoulos story. Yes, is what that's you're the one, about. right? Right. Oh, I, I, I thought did, you were talking I about the. I, I, Sorry. No, the bombshell that blows apart the theory about the uh, the, the Trump cult saying that the the Steele dossier was the the uh, impetus of the investigation. It was not. It was a drunk ass Papadopoulos. That's right. <laughs> In a swanky uh, London bar. <laughs> get over to the New York Times. They just blew it open. There's yeah. what they did. It's on my Facebook front uh, uh, timeline, too, right there. Boop. There you go. All right. Anything else, guys? Yes, I would like to say, Adam Hebert, it is your it is your time to shine. All right. Yes. So, like I said, Midnight Sun, tomorrow night, stuff, music. Uh, we'll have a great 2018 Hopefully we'll have an impeachment, you know, uh, you know, uh, and uh, we definitely have to make sure to kick some serious Republican ass uh, in twenty in the uh, midterms. Uh, so that's it for us. Hopefully John will be we will be back next week. Hopefully with John. John get well soon. Um, of course I I do miss Wizzy and uh, Rob. You're always welcome here. If you ever decide if you ever get a well here and want to come back, that's it for us. We'll be back next next week and next year. <laughs> Everyone have a great week and uh, be safe and uh, happy new year! Yay! Time for go to bed. Right, it is late. Shall we retire? Goodbye, my friends. Goodbye to you all. I'll never forget you. Live in peace. Goodbye, all. Stay happy and good luck. On our way to great adventures. Get out of here. Worm. Push the button, Frank. Get you next time, Gadget. Next time. Visitors, thank you for your attendance.